Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new here? Ooh, what are you doing, Hafe? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout Thursday night, hour one. You should be sticking around for all four hours because tonight is a goodie. It's a humdinger. If you would like to call in, please do so now. Know that when you call, we ask you for a hideout name, mm-hmm. some sort of a nickname if you like, your area code, because we do like for the different area codes to compete as far as good calls go. And finally, our phone screener will grade you, and depending on how good your call is, uh, that's is the order in which they are taken. I am Hefe, that is Dubs. Do call now. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Chunks Corolla is our executive producer. He does the, the Fat Man Diary coming up uh, on this Thursday night. Tommy Director is scolding him. Tommy Bateman, our director, is scolding him right now on top of the talk and roll controls. And Matt Albert is the one who will screen and grade your calls. He's 6'5", 500 pounds. 21-year-old black virgin, although now with a girlfriend, mm. still with the patchy hair and uh, graying hair. But um, do not be afraid when you call. Uh, J-Dubs, the congratulations are just pouring in from last night's show. Yeah. Uh, in fact, some people are pissed because I did not realize the internet feed cuts off at 11. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. We did a little bonus segment of the hideout last night. Are the photos of the two ladies... And their um, together experience, is that up on RealRadio.fm? The first three pictures are up. I didn't have the right adapter at home, so uh, I just got emailed the pictures just now, so I have to edit them and get them up. Okay, very good. Well, let's try to do that ASAP. That was uh, Whoremouth and Bunny who came into the hideout last night and um, swapped some spit, and it was very sexy. And we have those photos going up very soon on the hideout page on RealRadio.fm. Uh, J-Dubs, on this uh, Thursday night, there's a lot that we need to get done. However, first of all, allow me to express my sincerest disappointment in this government. I don't want to be too serious. However, I could not be more ashamed of uh, the United States. Why is that? A number of reasons. First of all, I don't know if you saw this, but the death toll for our troops has reached um, 2,500. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, about 18,500 troops have been injured. Alrighty. And then that doesn't even count the tens of thousands of Iraqis who have been killed as well. Alright? Mm-hmm. All for what? And I say this as I watch shows like Baghdad, ER, and uh, 60 Minutes that show what our troops are going through right now. And we hit a toll like this. And people might call say, hey, well, it's it's 2,500. What about the death tolls from Vietnam? Technology has allowed us to save our troops' lives. 
But that doesn't mean that they aren't still getting limbs and shrapnel blown into them. And it is completely, utterly disgusting. And I am so ashamed of our government. And the lack of action by the administration, who flies in the middle of the night completely protected to Iraq for a photo op, and by the do-nothing Congress. On top of that, though, Dubs, they've managed to do something. What? They managed to get something together. And that's increasing fines from the FCC. Again, another shameful act. Where somehow the things that really matter in life are steroids and what's said on the radio. As opposed to people who are dying and being maimed overseas. And it drives me insane. And you know what it is? Hmm. I blame you. Me? Yes. Why me? You and every other person listening. Poop. Because you've done nothing, and you've sat by, and you've let it happen. And now we've gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. The only thing we can do is vote everybody out. and get The system needs a douche. And it has to start this election, this can off I be election the douche? year. I've been the douche many times. And it, anyone who follows this president, he is a hack. If you cannot see that now, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're a sheep, a lamb, and you're about to go over the edge. He has driven this country into the ground just like he did with his oil companies in Texas and like he did with the Texas Rangers. The only reason Texas was okay was because he was a figurehead. Don't be racist. I said figure. Okay. And it drives me nuts. And guess whose fault it is? What? It's yours. Mine? And everybody else. Hmm. I'll even say it's mine, too. I'll I'll take acceptance. I'm willing to take the blame on this. I voted. I try. But people don't like politics. They want to talk about American Idol. They want to talk about Lost. Not the stuff that matters to them. Lost is back? I think it still reruns. Damn it. So, best of luck. You got us into this situation. I hope you deal with it. College kids can't get jobs. They're living at home with mommy and daddy until they're 30. Now mommy and daddy are working until they're 70. Deficit huge. Our grandchildren will be paying for it. But that's right. You're living it up now. You got a, you got a DVR. You got an iPod. I don't have either. What? Son of a bitch. I feel like I'm uh, completely living in the Stone Age right now. You're living it up. You'll be fine. I have a VCR. Your children will pay for it. Again, putting our country on debt, on credit, ruining their credit history, ruining their uh, abilities coming up in the future. But keep keep drinking the Kool-Aid, suckers. Keep drinking. Actually, it's Monster. Well, whatever. Sometimes it tastes good. Mm-hmm. Keep drinking it. And see what happens. See how, how easy it is for your children to get a job. I'm telling you, man, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed beyond all belief. I don't even know what to do. And that, on top of that, we're getting our ass handed to us in the World Cup. Are we out again? No, but it, the next game's Saturday. You know it's not going to go. Yeah. Out. Who but, are we playing? Does anybody know? Hmm. Peru? Who are we playing? Why is the font on the phone screen about uh, 20? Come look at this. Fix it, Matt. Roger in the 407, you're in the hideout. What's up, Roger? Well, let me ask you a couple questions. Go ahead, buddy. What do you know about the revolution? The revolution will not be televised. I know that. 
<laughs> hey, speed up, speed it up a little bit. You're taking too long. What's your point? One third of the country supported the revolution. That's how we. What got revolution it. are you speaking of, sir? You ever hear of the United States of America? Yes. Uh, all right. You know what? I'm not going to deal with your stupid ass ignorance. I'm sorry. I can't deal with it anymore. I'm not interested in stupid. Of course, I have ever heard of the United States of America. If you're going to bring a phone call, bring it. Why would you put that up as a B call, Matt? That was obviously an F. I think he was retarded. He sounded enough to interesting. Be. Yeah. No, he didn't sound interesting. He sounded like a jackass. An interesting jackass. Tracy in the 863. Go ahead, Tracy. Uh, I have to agree with you. That guy sounded like one. Uh, anyways, one thing I was wanting to say is that uh, <clears throat> I never really hear anything, any, anybody saying. Uh, excuse me, I'm a little nervous right now. On the uh, phone, but, uh, all right, buddy. I can understand. Talking to us is nerve-wracking. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that uh, one of the reasons why we're over there mm -hmm. is uh, there's an organization called OSAC. That's O-S-A-C, and they're a, a security consultant organization. Mm -hmm. Funny thing about it is, if you go to osac.com, you'll see, uh, like, what is it? You'll see that, Con like, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Colin Powell, mm -hmm. all those people are members of it. And they have, like, even the uh, State Department seal and everything on their website and stuff. Hey, and hey. if you go on there and read about, uh, uh, what's, her, what's her name? Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Uh, a little speech that she gave to them. It gives every, it gives the whole thing in perspective. All right, I'll take, I'll take a look at it. Thank you, Trey. Yeah, I wish I knew it was on it, cause I don't like typing. I'm sorry, I'm all worked up. But between the fines and the FCC, between 2,500 of our troops dead, between almost 18, 18,000 plus injured, lives forever altered, and for what? What are we doing? Oh, and by the way, let's not forget Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. A Taliban's back, apparently stronger than they were pre-9/11. So great job, great job. That is the biggest thing that disappoints me in this whole. Uh, I'm not gonna call it occupation, even though it kind of is over of in the Middle it East. Is. Uh, we we kind of took Afghanistan and did a good job at first. Didn't finish it there, and uh, now it's like all for nothing. But here's what it is. You got bitches like Ann Coulter out there. Uh, I don't know if we have that audio, but her talking about how, you know, it's not fair that I can't criticize a mother or a loved one, who, uh, someone who actually died in the conflicts. Here's the outrage in America. This is why it's your fault. You let it happen. You voted Republican and let it happen. The Democrats have disappointed me, but Republicans are in charge of this government right now, and look where we're at. You did it. You did it. Jeremy in the 407. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first of all, I love the show. I love all the shows on 104.1. You guys are doing a great job over there. Thank you. Um, I, I see your point, and I understand that we're going down the tubes and down the toilet, and, it, and it, it's, it's horrible. It sucks. But I mean, I mean, at one point you just kind of, kind of say, you know, there's a parallel between like, you know, Rome and this is just the fall of an empire, and eventually we're going to be gone pretty soon, and that's just the way it's going to be. And here's the, here's the craziest thing about it: we never like to pay attention to history. We never like to look at great empires and great countries before, and what has happened to them when they've gotten arrogant. It yeah, happens I mean, constantly. It's a, it's a pretty big mirror image of what's going on right now here. I mean, 
I don't. I like America. I love it. At the same time, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't mind seeing us getting toppled over. You know, I mean, it's pretty much. The uh, I, I would mind that. I mean, personally. I I would mind it because I love the little things, uh, allegedly like free speech, which we don't have anymore because of the FCC and the signing of this bill. Exactly. But, but you got to look at history. You can't think that we're going to be around forever. What happens to the biggest, baddest guy in the bar? Eventually, he gets his ass jumped and his ass handed to him. Do you believe everything in the book, or do you put some things in there just to cater to your base? Um, no, of course I believe everything. Right. On the 9-11 widows, and in particular a group that had been outspoken and critical of the administration, these self-obsessed women seemed genuinely unaware that 9-11 was an attack on our nation and acted as if the terrorist attack only happened to them. They believed the entire country was required to marinate in their exquisite personal agony. Apparently, denouncing Bush was an important part of their closure process, and this part is... is the part I really need to talk to you about. These broads are millionaires, lionized on TV and in articles about them, reveling in their status as celebrities and stalked by griefarazzis. I've never seen people enjoying their husband's death so much. Yes. Because they dare to speak out? To speak out using the fact that they're widows. This is the left's doctrine of infallibility. If they have Stupid a point bitch. to make about the 9-11 Commission, about how to fight the war on terrorism, how about sending in somebody we're allowed to respond to? Right, hold no, on. no, no, we always have to... How about having some policies that don't get people killed? How about that? You're mad because you can't debate someone who's lost someone, you stupid whore. How dare you, Coulter? I saw her on uh, Leno last night. Mm -hmm. Leno attacked her, okay, but I'm ashamed of Leno. I think he's a hack, too. He should have let George Carlin rip her a new one, because he would have. Yeah, because Carlin was on the show last night, too. That Skeletor. That evil, ugly, nasty-looking chick. Your fault. Remember this. Remember this. Your fault. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout Thursday night, Real Radio 104.1. 407 916 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. So, uh, again, my disappointment in our government, which has failed us. And um, death toll in Iraq for our troops equals uh, gets up to 2,500. 18,000 plus have been wounded since the invasion. Tens of thousands of Iraqis who have been killed. Uh, by the way, uh, here's maybe a surprise to you. Not all terrorists. In fact, the overwhelming majority not. Yet, we'll still have generations about generations that are hating us now, too. So that's the way it really worked out. Oh, but we did something right. We signed the bill for indecency. So there we go. That's important. That's really what's important. Paul in the 678, you're in the hideout. What's up, Paul? Hey, uh, not, not so much, really. Just looking for something to do in Florida. Nice. Uh, what is there to do here? I've never been here before. I've been to Disneyland. He was purposely trying to get to me. <laughs> and I appreciate it. And I would do Disney Universal. They're all great. Faith World, too. Johnny in the 407. Hey, I'm pretty ticked off at George Bush. It's not just him, though. He's failed to mention that James Humphrey will be at Phantom Fireworks. Oh, yes. He had, a, Saturday. he had a press conference yesterday, and he should have mentioned that I will be at Phantom Fireworks this Saturday from noon to 2. I have food, fun, and more at Phantom Fireworks Daytona Beach this Saturday. Son of a bitch. And T-shirts. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get emotional. 
Uh, you do have audio of that press conference? Yes, right? press conference yesterday. Uh, President Bush mocked a reporter, Peter Wallstein, uh, asked him questions about why he had his shades on. Um, and uh, the guy ended up being blind. So he, uh, he yells at, kind of gets a little upset with the reporter over it, and uh, turns out the guy's blind. So here's President Bush yesterday at the press conference. I respect that people to be treated with respect and there to be self, you know, self-governance in a way that tolerates differences of opinion. Yeah. Peter, are you going to ask that question with shades on? No, I'm interested in the shade look, seriously. All right. I'll keep it then. For the viewers, there's no sun. I guess it depends on your perspective. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Following up on uh, the other Peter's question about Carl Rove. Uh, oh, yeah. He said you were relieved with the with uh, what happened yesterday. You know, turns out, turns out the guy's blind. Yeah, you gonna ask that question with your shades on? Oops. Well, uh, it's not sunny where everybody is. Kurt in the 437. What's up, Kurt? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Uh, I've been better. Yeah, I'm pretty pissed off as well. I mean, my my take on this war, um, I think the terrorism, the terrorist side is a side quest, but I think the actual reality of it is about. Um, hunger for political power and greed stemming that we want to take over that country for the oil. I, I'll say this, dude. It's a, it's about more than oil. I genuinely well, believe that. It's about. Let me just say that, and I'll let you get your point in. All right. I think it's more about empire building. I think yeah. it's it's the veil of spreading democracy, but moreover allowing our corporations to get access to millions of people so that we can sell more stuff. And I think that's in addition to oil, but I think it's more about that. Right, yeah, I can agree on that as well. I'd, I'd say that's another quest. But, I mean, I'm going back to 1877. There was the salt war, because back then, you know, there wasn't oil. So, therefore, salt was the, the commodity of the day. You know, they used salt for preserving food and such like. So, you know, from suddenly these people were digging the deposits out of the Guadalupe mm. uh, Mountains for free, and then suddenly the government decided that they were going to tax it heavily and, and start charging for it. So a big war ensued over that. All right, thank you, Kurt. Appreciate I, it. I have to disagree that this is more... The, the, it, I don't think it's a thing of oil. I don't think it's a thing of uh, trying to sell things. I think this president honestly thinks this is the best way to fight terror. I honestly believe that. I just don't think... I don't agree. I think he... Uh, he this guy isn't thinking anything, man. He's got people thinking for him. He always has. He always will. <laughs> Not really. He uh, he he does call the shots, but he never has a plan B, and that's the problem. That's what gets us into the troubles. He he is so uh, sure of himself at all times. That's what gets us into trouble. All right, man. Well, I've had it. I just I had to I had to get that off my chest. And obviously, the people are outraged. That's why it's your fault. Um, let's talk about something more important. Mm -hmm. How about that? Since your government doesn't excite you or enthrall you at all. Let's move on to lesbianism. Yes. Last night we had a whoremouth and bunny in here. Are there photos up on realradio.fm? They are uh, up. All right, here's Bunny from last night. Two incredibly hot chicks. Oh, Bunny's calling. Bunny, how's it going, sweetie? Hey, you guys are a little excited because I'm not that bunny. Oh, it's a different bunny. All right, well, I'll let you I'll let you say your thing then. Go Come ahead. on, Lesbo. All right, no, I, this isn't her, but uh, I'll, I'll let you get your point out anyway. Sure, she still is. Go. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about the whole um, 
it's kind of keeping us from looking at China because we're all like weapons of mass destruction over here, and then China's openly building their own. Uh, uh, but like. <laughs> In Carlin's book, I've said this. I've honestly said he he said it, and it's so funny. He goes, stick around. China's going to win it all. And he's exactly. right. He's right. They're disciplined people. Um, you know, they're they're getting the resources. They're entering into the whole oil market. Here's the thing with uh, China, and here's the scary thing about China. They have way too Yao many. Ming. No, <laughs> that too. They're they're freaks, uh, and they're flammable. But uh, stop. stop. <laughs> I already got one hate mail. They about have no that. eyelids. Right, you were going to cut it out. And they I have mean. hollow bones like sparrows. But uh, right now they have so many people and not enough uh, food to feed all those people, and a lot of people aren't trading with them. So they, I think, are going to get very desperate for food and resources, and that's when they're going to get dangerous. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, maybe they'll you know invade somewhere so they can have some wheat. Yeah, I think that's going to definitely happen at some time or another. Mix in a little bread with the rice. I don't know. But I'm telling you, we're setting ourselves up. We're fatter, we're mm-hmm. dumber, and we're distracted. We are so distracted in this country with things like steroids, with things like um, indecency. We're distracted from the big picture. I don't know how every day we are not seeing uh, what's going on with our troops. If you haven't seen Baghdad ER, you have to. I don't know. It's on HBO, mm-hmm. and you see what our troops are going through. You could sit there, and you could say lip service about I support the troops, I support the troops, but no, you don't, because you're not watching, you're not seeing, you don't care. Why sit there and lie and act like you do, with your flag on your car? Come on, this yeah. isn't about gay people. No, I said flag. Okay. My apologies. I will right, we'll move on to something else. Because, you know, you don't care. That's it. It's that simple. You want us to play the audio of Britney crying, which we have. We got the audio of the paper, rock, scissors, which is funny. Oh, it's good. I love paper, rock, scissors. We got plenty of... A $50,000 pot on the line for... Chuck Jock. We got plenty of that to do. Mm. Although we got to cut it back now because you can't really say what you want to say. Watering down this medium. Which, quite honestly, tends to lean to this side and allows for right-wing talk show hosts just to be, uh, you know, level the playing field. It's sad. And you did it. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I still believe in the research we're doing here. $3,000 a month on Swedish escorts. Real Radio 104.1. My name's Tyler, and in nine years... I'll be an alcoholic. I'll start drinking in middle school, just at parties. But my parents won't start talking to me about it till high school. Kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults. The thing is, my parents won't even see it coming. So start talking before they start drinking. To learn more, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and this station. Okay, I only have 30 seconds to tell you about all the choices available with Bright House Network's high-speed Internet. First, you choose the speed that meets your needs and budget. Fast, faster, fastest, whatever. Then you choose Roadrunner High-Speed Online, Earthlink High-Speed Internet, or AOL for broadband. Then just call 1-877-892-EASY or visit MyBrightHouse.com. Both are pretty easy, actually. And then you... Well, that's it, I guess. A lot easier than I thought. Bright House Network's high-speed Internet. See how bright life can be. Certain restrictions apply. A lot of prizes to give away tonight. We have some game shows for you. $50 in coupons for food, coffee, and more at 7-Eleven. 
pair of tickets to Medieval Times Dinner and Tournament. Ooh, uh, chumps. I would like to be a winner of that. $20 gift card to uh, Johnny's Filling Station. Ooh, chunks. I would like one of those. You're hey. a lucky winner today, Hefe. <laughs> Please. Caller 9, you I, are. I really, really <laughs> would like to be. And, of course, your phone call is also coming up, too, for those of you who have problems with uh, love and relationships. And uh, who is this coming on with us, Chunks? Dr. Debbie. She was a uh, feature. She's uh, Montel's, uh, Montel's... Dr. Debbie. Montel's sex therapist. Good nice. one. We'll, nice. we'll dumb it down to you and feed it down your throat just the way you like it. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hour one. Thursday night in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, what'd you find? You got something over there? Uh, yeah. Have you heard about this uh, Hitler like a memorial museum type thing? Some guy, this farmer put up. Uh, he's I guess. like in Wisconsin or something, right? Yeah, something like that. And he, uh, he's a, uh, a native of uh, Germany who moved over here. Actually fought in uh, Hitler's army, I believe. <laughs> and uh, says that Adolf Hitler is a misunderstood man. So I uh, hear good this, man. Yes, yeah, so, uh, here's the NBC story. This is Ted Yunker's backyard, a memorial to Adolf Hitler. Yeah. You said you are not building this for hate. What is your goal? My goal is to understand each other. Yunker is a German native who fought in Adolf Hitler's army back in World War II. He says only one side of history is being taught. He claims Hitler did not start World War II and that no one was gassed to death in the Third Reich. You said you thought Adolf Hitler is a good man. Explain why you think that. The best. The best. Because you just did good. I love how he says the best. The best. He says it with conviction. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, he's uh, Ivan Drago over here. Adolf Hitler is a good man. Explain why you think that. The best. <laughs> why? The best. Because he just did good things. When asked All right, hold what on a good second. things. Right, what, what exactly is that argument, though? Yeah, there, there's no real... I mean, you can say all day long good things. You know, there's, a lot, there's no backing to it at all. Now, I heard when you walk into the museum that there's music that plays when you walk past the Hitler uh, picture. See, and that's the problem. That's mm-hmm. what, if this if, if that's what the guy's got going. These are uh, he's just doing the uh, Republican talking points. It's not really saying anything, just repeating it over and over. It's a catchy song though. Yeah. People are sweeping their leg in front of the picture. The best. Did good things. When asked what good things, Juncker says Hitler brought Germany out of despair after World War One. Juncker says he knows that his... It's easy to rally the troops when you create a fake enemy and then kill them. Well, and uh, he is right that... The, the... Germany was in big trouble after World War One, and uh, Hitler did bring him out. That's how he got all these people to believe him and do what he wanted to do. And then right after they were all uh, busted, mm-hmm. then uh, they went right back down into the drain. So yep. it really didn't do much. Out of despair after World War One, Juncker says he knows that his museum is controversial and people are going to oppose it. But he also says he has the right to do it because this is America. He even lists... That's the greatest part about it. He has the right to do it because he's in America, but you can't even uh, bring up the word Nazi in Germany anymore. So uh, for him to be you know, throwing this out there doesn't seem like he's uh, fighting a winning battle. 
he has the right to do it because this is America. He even lists our First Amendment right on the wall. Doesn't exist but finding anymore. people that accept what he's doing is tough. I didn't want a Nazi memorial anywhere near here. But it's here and it's open to the public. Yunker is planning an open house on June 25th. The Walwer County Sheriff says they will be ready. We can make that neighborhood safe and we can uh, make the neighbors feel comfortable. Wow. Yep. So him just saying the best. The, the best. best. He's the best. I, I wonder if uh, somebody will actually do, uh, you know, have a sit-down interview with him. I would imagine so. I mean, you have to. I, maybe he just doesn't have a lot to say. He, I think that he. He he is incredibly old. Yeah. And feeble, and. I think his mind is kind of melted on him. Right. You know, and he's like kind of just gone back to the good old days, as he calls them. Right. And he still believes they're going. Didn't you have some other Hitler audio of some right-wing talk show host calling someone else Hitler? I think I think you had that one around somewhere. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Still upcoming, the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Also, Doctor Debbie on relationship issues. All right, Chunks shaved his face, and it is too weird to look at. Yeah, it looks stupid. You look like a sad clown. It looks really bad. Yeah, there's something very odd about it. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to cut off some pubic hair and paste it to your face, just like your beard. Because I can't look at you like this. Why? It looks too creepy. Very it'll, odd. It'll grow in tomorrow. This is uh, from CNN. Uh, Headline. Yeah, and uh, this is someone talking about Gore being like this Hitler. Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. So if you look at this chart, you will see the CO2, and it and it mirrors the temperature. Now, what I found interesting about this chart is CO2 seems to naturally go up by itself. Hmm. I don't remember those 200,000-year-old cars. I think Henry Ford wasn't around yet. I hate when people talk to you like you're three years old. I think, I think Henry Ford wasn't around then. What do you think? Did Dino- I don't know if Fred Flintstone oh, actually did have a car. But apparently, according to this chart... And this is a guy, this is a, one of those right-wing conservative talk show hosts who does just well enough to get a talk show on CNN headline news. Does Why, he really? Yes, he <laughs> Somebody was driving around in a car or an airplane. Maybe it was Al Gore giving the frickin' speech. At Stone Age Ooh, Colleges. Hold on. I'm not sure. Chuck Jock. What was that all yeah, about, Glenn? Somebody was driving Ooh. around in a car or an airplane. Maybe it was Al Gore giving the frickin' speech. Chuck Jock. At Stone Age Colleges. I'm not sure. Okay, hold on. I've never heard this guy's show before. No, Please a... tell me he doesn't actually talk like that. I mean, he, it, it, this is going on for like 40 seconds of him just doing the talking down to you type thing. I, it I'll... can't be the whole show. I guess he was in the area. Um, please welcome into the hideout, J-Dubs. Ooh. Glenn Beck. Hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was just wondering if that's your radio voice and speech pattern or if it's something else that you do. Indeed. Do you don't you? No, George W. Bush is absolutely divine. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mr. Uh, Glenn Beck. Or is it Black? Black. But it definitely correlates. Now, what happened where this thing falls <laughs> apart, I, hold on, see, and it... This is what the FCC wants. 
this. All the time. I want this on the air. Won't, for most people who go to this movie, is he then projects what's coming. Again, it's the projection that's the problem. See, when you take a little uh, bit how of... How much more is this before he calls Al Gore Hitler? Because I can't, I can't deal with anymore. It's coming up. Truth, and then you mix it with untruth or your theory, that's where you get people to believe. You know? It's, it's like Hitler. Hitler said a little bit of truth, and then he mixed in, and it's the Jews' fault. That's where things get a little <laughs> troublesome. And that, I can't even like you know like take oh, this guy seriously in what he's saying. And, oh, but Ann Coulter doesn't do that except uh, replacing their uh, liberals. That's right. That's exactly what's happening now. If Al Gore's uh, you know projection twenty seconds is right about the CO two level going as high as he says it it will, <laughs> the temperature on planet Earth will be about four hundred thousand. Will be the sun. Will be the frickin' sun. Shock, shock, but shock. That's a huge if. Ooh. If. What if? I hate this. I am seriously I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown. I'm gonna have it. What's wrong? It's almost over, dude. I don't wanna buy that stock. Jimmy the Jew, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. Hello, how come you don't like my uncle Glenn Beckstein? <laughs> that's my uncle right there. I think he's got a very good delivery with the way he talks. Alright. <sighs> Is this guy the dude that has the Dude Nation? No. That's uh, another one? Yeah, that's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I, I'm out. King Dude. I'm out. I'm out already. Why? I'm, I'm done. Absolutely delectable. Ooh. It's a hideout rule radio 104.1. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, wrapping up hour one. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, and star 1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. You'd think I'd be in a better mood. Yeah. I finally got to play basketball again today. My my calf has healed up well enough. The game's on tonight. It's all uh, going your way. No, it's not. It's just nothing but distractions. I, you know, I just... Uh, I, I'm so angry. Why? I'm just literally disappointed in everything, and it saddens me how much, how little people care. How little people care about their own future, their own country. They just don't. It's not. It doesn't. Be, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, James in the four hundred seven. What's up, James? Hey, I just wanted to make a couple points about this. Uh, you know, this Waffen SS guy. And uh, please don't cut me off. I just want to make a couple points here. Uh, um. You know, it's it's not wrong to. I mean, millions of, of Germans died during World War II, mm -hmm. and these Waffen SS soldiers fought for the country and died. They fought communism. You know, something that we fought for 50 years after that. We allied ourselves with communists, and we never realized that even General Patton said we were fighting the wrong people during the war. The real Holocaust was the Holocaust of the of the white people in the in the in the concentration camps of the Gulags and the uh, Soviet uh, Russian camps which are mostly Jewish-run and Jewish-led. So when people say that there was a Holocaust of, of, our, of, of, of Jews by Germans, I say there was also a Holocaust of Germans and, and whites in Europe by Jews. Is that all you got? I know you had yeah. a couple points. What was the other, what's, what's the other points? Uh, my other points? Um, well... 407-916-1041, 888 <laughs> 
All right, I guess, hey, there you have your justification for the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And Hitler was right. <laughs> so there. Hey, uh, isolate that. So that, no. <laughs> and Thank you. No. Not today. Yeah, not today. Not interesting. Why? Ah, boy, <laughs> J-Dubs. Lester Big Hands came in. Thank you for the cheesecake. That he is uh, immediately handed over to Matt Albert, and you will, and I will not get a piece. Why of not? Where is our piece of cheesecake? Where is our slice of fun? Hey, don't we have Kelly Clarkson uh, tickets to give away, or we did do. Chunks pocket them all and sell them? Is that what happened? I was gonna say a joke, but she's a great artist, and I can't wait to go with everyone to go see her live. Hmm. You're uh, going too? Yes, everyone is, because it's the wow. hottest ticket in town. Wow, you really do suck. Yeah. Mm. Wait, me or her? Dubs, we also have the audio of uh, Britney Spears crying. Yes. Which is which is really entertaining. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. What's going on, Matt? I want to know what Matt, what, why Matt's freaking out over there. I don't know about this one, but all day he's like, it seems like every caller that calls up is slower and slower than the one <laughs> before. Anytime we talk about politics, it seems people just call up and they're like, hey, I'd like to make... A point. Oh, really, would you? He says it's like they're giving a lecture. <laughs> Tell what's the problem, Matt? Go ahead, say it. I don't I care. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. What's can't, wrong? You can't they're verbalize. Talk, they're talking so slow. They take gaps. They're like Captain Spaulding, but dumber. <laughs> and it, without the jokes. That's basically what it is. Mm. All right. Fair oh, enough. my God! <laughs> I see. I'm in a loony place right now. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> What's going on in here? Everybody's falling apart at the seams. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> Jay in the 407. What do you got, Jay? Uh, I'm sick and tired of hearing uh, myself as a viewer get asked for what I find interesting or not interesting. If As a if, viewer? Yeah, as a listener. Whatever. What do you mean? I'm just saying that, like, I mean, you're sitting there bashing your, your listeners and saying that How? we're only hungry for Britney Spears and things like that and not politics, but they're your listeners, so they must be used to listening to a certain thing. So if it's not something we like and we're used to listening to a certain thing, it's got to be your fault, man. No, it's not. I, I wish that I was the agenda holder. I but, genuinely but wish... No, I'm not. I'm telling you. Look at things. What's popular in America, you you ass... American Idol is popular. TGIF is popular. Is it? Switchfoot is popular. I like them. The crap. That's what people are into. That's what they want. Trust me, I wish we had the power. The Hideout Rule Radio 104.1. Have a lot of, of their own intimacy and commitment issues, but they like to blame it on the men that they're dating. So that's why I wrote this book because there's a whole population out there of people who keep thinking that it's the other person that has the problem, and I'm here to tell them that if it's, it keeps happening to them, if they keep finding men that they can't, that can't commit to them. It's their commitment issue. Oh, you're a genius. I love it. I am it. a genius. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, because it usually ends up being their problem as opposed to anything else. DrDebbie.com. Uh, yeah, dubs. You, you say uh, finding people with commitment issues. How about the people who just find people and, uh, you know, go on a couple dates with them and then pick out one little thing wrong with them that's not even really an issue and use that as the reason why this ain't going to work? Well, th that's really quite 
call the red herrings. You know, people that have this intimacy and commitment issues, they find legitimate reasons to hang it on. So they go on date after date, and they'll say, well, he's not good-looking enough, or he wasn't funny enough, and they keep finding things wrong, and they'll say, well, I'm just so picky. That's a big, fat red herring, because if you can't find anyone to date in all of wherever you live, then there's something going on with you, because we all know people... You know, people who get divorced get remarried. People get widowed get remarried, and they find they find plenty of good men out there. Mm-hmm. So why can't the singles population that can't find someone find someone? Because it's them. All right, I I like this a lot. Yeah. Doctor Debbie here <laughs> in the Hideout, Real Radio one hundred four point one. Doctor Debbie dot com. The book is all the good ones aren't taken. Um, all right, you you break down the like. I guess it's mostly women, but it, could it go either way, or is it mostly women as far as like old faithful? Uh, the standstill. What is, what, what well, is here, it? Well, here's the thing, and I'm glad you asked that. This book is not just for women. The reason why it's geared towards women is because it's already out there that men have intimacy and commitment issues. That's not news. Mm. So I'm trying to tell the women that it's not just your men out there. But this mo- book is for men because we all have these patterns in dating. And if you have commitment issues, you're going to find yourself in one of these patterns. So, for instance, you probably know someone in all of these categories. The old faithful is someone who found some love long ago and no one they date could ever measure up to this one love. So they, they discard everybody. Yeah. So you have your whirlwind dater, someone who's always out, always dating someone, but it never gets serious enough to, to be lasting. All right, let me ask you a question. I'm going to throw out a scenario, and I want to see where they fall into these, Dr. Debbie. Sure. Uh there's a guy, it's a dude, who we had in the hideout before, and yeah. um, he's a listener of ours. He's a very good listener, a faithful listener. He had a girlfriend who mm-hmm. was cheating on him for a year and a half, mm-hmm. pretty much the entire run of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like 30, um, near upper 20s. Uh, she was mid-20s. The guy she uh, was cheating with was in his teens, like 18. Wow. All right, so here's the thing, though. So... Somehow she convinced, she lies to him, says she's going out of town, uh, goes up, and decides to stay with that one guy. Yeah, uh, who's uh, living states away from where he's living. States okay. away. And so he's depressed and this, that, and the other. Th- then, um, after we talk him down from suicide and everything like that, oh my God. she decides, you know what, she's fed up with a teenager. She wants to come back despite being a horrible person to him. Uh, what kind of a person is he? Where does he fall in as far as the category goes? Well, actually, before you, she answers, he, now he blames himself and takes full responsibility, saying that he drove her away. Right. Okay. Well, let me tell you. She, I'm going to tell you, what, I, I know where she definitely fits in. I have a sense of where he might fit in. She's what we call the wanderer. She mm-hmm. has such an emptiness inside that she can't just stick with one. She has to have a boyfriend and then always someone on the side. Now, he, I would need a little more information, but he definitely has his his issues. I would say he might be a compassionate rescuer. Yes. Someone who always pays attention to the problems of the other person and thinks he can change them and is not paying enough attention to how well he's treated. All right, let me say this, Dr. Debbie, genius. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Debbie dot com. Uh, all the I good love ones. you guys. I'll stay with you forever if you keep calling me a genius. <laughs> all, all the good ones aren't taken. I genuinely believe it. I mean, this is good stuff. Now, here are one of my theories, and maybe you've already figured this out because you are a genius. Okay. I am a big believer, okay? Uh-huh. If you're looking for something, and I don't know what all the various, you know, 
criteria are that you have whenever you're looking for a partner. But let's say you're looking for, I don't know, uh, four things. All right? okay. There are four things specifically that you really want in a partner. Mm-hmm. And you meet someone who meets three out of those four. Mm-hmm. I think you should not enter into that relationship and, or at least enter in that relationship knowing it's not going to end the way you want it to end. Because I'm a big believer that for good relationships, you cannot try to change someone. And people who go in trying to get that fourth out of four uh, are just going to end up ruining the, ruining the relationship and having the other person resent them. I, I agree with you 100%. Genius. And I want to add to it that if you need four things in a relationship and you find someone with three out of the four and that doesn't feel satisfying enough, you need to take a look at how come because you can't have everything in everyone. And that would be a, you know, a big signal that maybe there is an intimacy issue because this person has almost everything you want. You can't have everything in one person. So I would agree with That's you. That's why you always need two. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the wanderer needs to. The rest mm-hmm. of us, what is might be good enough? Because you always hear, well, you know, he's a great guy, yeah. and, he, and he loves my kids, yeah. but he's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like mechanics. Or, but he's an actor, and I'm going to try to get him to work in a, in a dentist's office or something. You know what I mean? And you hear that all the time, but... Well, you, you hear that all the time in this population. The people who... You know, this population is being motivated by something they don't, they're not even aware of. Because the people who really want the long-term relationship and want the marriage, those things don't get in their way. They fall in love and they get married, and even though there's something's missing, they're not paying so close attention to that. That becomes the excuse to not move forward. What about the Uptown Girl? By the way, speaking of the book, um, All the Good Ones Aren't Taken by Dr. Debbie, drdebbie.com. Yes. Oh. The Uptown Girl, and we can also say the Uptown Boy. The Uptown Girls is everything's about the superficial. They want the guy who has the money and the power and the looks. And your Uptown Boy, you, you know, if we were to switch it to the men, wants the gorgeous woman for arm candy. Yes. And, and the problem here is there's nothing on the inside. They're not paying attention to any other qualities. So they end up with guys a lot of the time who fit the outward bill, but they don't treat them with respect. They don't treat them well. And they don't really commit to the relationship. All right, I've, all right, let's talk. Uh, Greg in the 407 has a question for you, Dr. Debbie. Go sure. ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, guys. I have a question, and this applies to a lot of guys that I know, and I think the hideout will agree. How do you get over, and sometimes it comes up even though you try to avoid it, how do you get over the jealousy of your girlfriend's ex-lovers when like, their friends bring them up sometimes and it just really gets on your last nerve? Are you, not- are, are you jealous of the ex-boyfriend? Well, it just it comes up. She doesn't mention it, but, like, you know, some of her ex-boyfriends she's been out with for a while, you know, you don't want to hear their names, and they come up all the time, and you just don't want to hear about it. I, I, that's, that's why I have a question for you. I wonder who's bringing it up to you. Because if she's bringing it up to you, it's a bigger problem than if you're hearing it through the, through the waves of other people. They're and friends. They're normal conversation. Okay, and also, is she still in touch with the ex? No, no, not, none of them. Okay, so how come you're so jealous? What's what's going on in your relationship? I don't just the, the mere mention of him. Um, yeah, what's your problem? Sense. Actually, I know what it is. Hold on a second. I yeah. actually can identify with Greg for a second. Okay. It's a and I. It's a little bit of an. It, it's not a little bit. It's an insecurity thing mm-hmm. because I do the exact same thing with my chick. Um, I'm like, not only do I not want to hear their names, uh, I want to pretend that you were with no one, no one before me. So if why? We could, if we could live in that vacuum, life would be great. Because I'm fat and hideous, and <laughs> that's that's. I don't know about you, Greg, but that's it for me. Yeah, but Greg, that's what I was going 
going to say, you know, it would be one thing if your girlfriend kept putting him in your face or kept talking about him or still talking to him, but if she's not doing any of that, then it really is a problem within you, and you want to understand what the insecurity is about and how come you feel so threatened by someone who doesn't even exist in your life. I, I want to be number one, you know? Yeah, uh, dude, uh, Greg, hey, look, here's the thing. Other people can't understand it. I'm there with you, bro. Thank you. You're so insecure. Yes, absolutely. You know, I understand it, but that doesn't mean you guys can't work past it a little bit and I'm get trying. a little more secure. I think once I drop 60 pounds and get Brad Pitt's jawline, I'm going to be okay. I guarantee you. I don't even know if you're really heavy, but even if you weren't dropped 60 pounds, you would still feel the same on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you have today. dropped a good 70 pounds in your day, and uh, your attitude hasn't changed at all. <laughs> here's actually what it, here's what it is, Dr. Debbie. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, when I was a kid, I wore Huskies. I was a... I oh, was, that, was, that was actually your middle name. I was a fat kid. El Husky Jefe. Yeah, and it, it has stuck with me all the way through, so I'm not going to lie. Are you a heavyset adult? Um, big boned, I'd rather say. Okay, you're a big boned adult it's, and you have a girlfriend? It's more cartilage. Uh, yes. And do you love your girlfriend? Um, I don't know about love, but... Uh, yes, I do. I Actually, I do. A lot. Well, and then maybe you need to go for a little therapy and work out these insecurities. I you know I actually said this. I tolerate mine. I, I said this two <laughs> nights ago, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it's time for therapy. Tommy, who do you go to? Mm-hmm. As my our director. Oh, you, you are definitely a good candidate for therapy. I you don't have... know. I don't know if that first hour let you know that, <laughs> <laughs> but I may because I was yelling and screaming, and Dubs goes, um, you know, you may want to calm down. I'm like, dude, I can't. I know. I'm, I, I was telling him people don't want to be yelled at, and I'm like, dude, I know. I just I can't stop yelling for some reason. <laughs> That's uh, the, funny. the Bush administration's driving me crazy. Uh, DrDebbie.com. Here's another question for you, Dr. Debbie. Yeah. Um, 407-916-1041. And the book is a very good book. Uh, are all uh, all the good ones aren't taken? And I love the breakdowns of like the different kinds of people mm-hmm. and who they are. We'll go to our uh, our buddy Absinthe Coma in the four hundred seven. Go ahead, Absinthe. Hey, uh, hey, Doc. Uh, I was actually wondering. My girl has a lot of uh, male friends that uh, all seem to have quite a quite a degree of a crush on her. And uh, she hangs out with them a lot and obviously isn't going to give up her friends just, you know, because we're in a relationship or if they have feelings for her. But I was wondering, uh, how would you advise that I cope with something like that? But, okay, I missed the beginning that your girlfriend hangs out with a lot of men as friends? Yes. Right, correct. Okay, I'm going to say right now that I think that that's very problematic if she has a lot of male friendships. And, and I think that's very hard if you're the boyfriend. You know, how close are the friendships? How, you know, how connected are they? How much time are they spending? Well, they've well, been, they are they've connected been, literally. Been high school. I'm sorry, I didn't hear, I didn't hear you. <laughs> they've been friends since high school, her and a lot of these friends. So. Right. The best way to handle that in a relationship is that you know, here's the difference. If they're, if they're just friends, then you need to be included in the friendship. If it becomes a private thing and she spends time with guys alone, there's no way for you not to feel jealous. It it's really has to be an inclusive thing. So if yeah. she goes out with these guys, you have to go with her and become friends with them as well. Right, she's, and she's inviting me to do that, but when I see him hugging on her and everything, you know. <laughs> what the hell? Why you grow a sack, dude? Come on. When I see her giving handies, I just, uh, you know. No, no, it's nothing, it's nothing quite that extreme. It's just it's just the kind of thing where you don't really feel uh, like, you know, they're going to start making it right there. And, you know, she's I trust her. It's just that uh, there's a lot of affection that she shows, that they show to her. That, she's a wanderer. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I was going to ask you, what does she say about it if you ask her to not be as affectionate? 
Um, I, I guess she's not really the one that's being affectionate there. They're the ones that are, that are like that. She's letting it go she's, on, yeah, though. Yeah, she's allowing exactly. She, you know, there's a little bit of wander equality in the sense that somehow she needs a lot more male attention than just you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean she would actually cheat, but, you know, I, right. I can understand why. Maybe you aren't big enough. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I that's out of bounds. That oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Absinthe Coma. Uh, I don't even know. Can I, are you, is he still there? Yeah, I hung up on him, but, but he's, he's still listening. listening. Yeah, he's listening. You can no, t- no, I was just going to say that I, I agree with him. I don't think the behavior is okay, and I agree with what you guys said. Not he's not, he's big, not enough. big enough. Oh. But that, but that she's the one who's allowing it to happen, and she's the one who has to set the boundary. Watch this. She needs better boundaries between friends and lovers. Yes, she does. Right, I agree. Uh, our- and it's not, it's not harmless when you're going out with someone if you allow yourself to be too affectionate with other men in front of your boyfriend that that is meaning that means something yeah there's a lack of respect or something there all right here in the book uh, all the good ones aren't taken dr debbie dr debbie.com all right here's one that i would like to see you know i would like to know how to approach them okay uh the forbidden fruit hunter the one yeah. who gets involved with men who are married already have a girlfriend or hung up on an ex therefore emotionally like unavailable. yeah emotionally unavailable yeah. uh how do you get those <laughs> Where do you meet them at? Is there a special website or something? Oh, my God, you're funny. Um, you're forbidden for hunting. I'm going to try to get in what they really do. These are these are the women and the men who fall madly in love, and the person is always un- unavailable, and it's not an accident. You know, and I just want to get into one point in the book. A lot of the people that have trouble getting to relationships with available men or women, they usually have a very close tie to a parent or a sibling that may seemingly be very nice that you're close, but there's an over-closeness or over-attachment. And your forbidden fruit hunter usually came from a family where there was a parent that was sick or who died prematurely, and they sort of stepped in as a surrogate and became sort of a companion to their parents. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when they go out and fall in love, they only find people who aren't fully available because they're really taken up with their parents. Does that make sense to you guys? You took no. the words right out of my mouth. I, I, <laughs> Dubs is uh, being facetious, but I actually understand. <laughs> I one more that I want to go over, and this one seems like it's kind of one that can be very attractive and fun to uh, to mm-hmm. get with, but also too the relationship has to be uh, pretty hard. Okay. The standstill. Well, the standstill doesn't get into relationships, and that's the problem. They are, you know, let's say if for the woman, she is a career woman, she could be beautiful, have lots of friends, appear fine, but she never, ever, ever has a date. And it's very problematic because this woman is really not in touch with her sexuality mm-hmm. and her sensuality. She's afraid to get too close to men. So we have to get the standstills out there, really in touch with their sexuality and get them out dating. They don't date at all. So they aren't promiscuous or anything? They just don't do anything? Well, you know what? That's a, that is a great point. Um, some of the standstills have been promiscuous. When they're, let's say, out very drunk, they'll end up hooking up with a guy mm-hmm. and then never really sustain it You know, when they're not drunk or not out in that way. All right, I understand what you're saying. Dubs, yeah. uh, where, do your, where do you think your chick falls in on any of these? Do you think she's either any of these uh, ladies, old faithful... The whirlwind dater, the standstill, forbidden fruit hunter, we, compassionate rescuer. Well, what, never mind your chicks. Where do you guys think you fall? Ah, boy. I'm very... The wanderer. Uh, that's me. I'm the wanderer. Okay. Dubs. You always have someone on the side? I always like to. I enjoy sides. When I go to Boston Market, <laughs> instead of two, I ask for three. Yes, half chicken, three sides. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm the I'm the no, most normal one on there. I don't know. Hey, what do you mean? Well, what is the, they're all normal. No, they aren't. I don't think some of these people are crazy. They, you know it. They all have issues, Doctor Debbie. <laughs> Listen, there's not a person on the planet who, when reading this book, isn't going to find someone they know, a sister or a friend, or recognize themselves. When they were in the dating world, and you know, because then you get married and you play out the same issues in your marriage. So everyone's going to find themselves and everyone they know in this book. All right, here's what I think Dubs's chick is. I think okay. Dubs's chick is the compassionate rescuer. Okay. Why is that? Um, because I've seen her fix you. How did she fix me? Oh, a... come on. You stunk when we very first met. You didn't, Literally. You didn't know how to fill out a check. Um, and you had, a, I still don't. you had a credit score of 363. So I think that probably has something to do with it. I know, but your compassionate rescue actually goes for men who need a little more help than that. Uh, well, there's some stuff we left off. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Didn't get into my whole transsexual thing. <laughs> I think my chick may have been the standstill. Although we got into the relationship, I'm pretty sure that was her. Before you got into the relationship. Yeah, I'm, in fact, I'm 100% positive. Well, uh, let, her, let her read the book and maybe she can figure it out. Okay, I'm going to go home and throw it at her. Um, <laughs> Dr. Debbie, all the good ones aren't taken. Uh, Tommy Bateman, do you, do you think you're one of these? Uh, real quick, is that you on the front page of drdebbie.com? Yeah. I'd assume. Then I'm uh, whichever one you're most attracted to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she is beautiful. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sweet. Thank you. So uh, which one is it? <laughs> well, I'm a recovered old faithful, so I don't know. That's me. Uh, all right, so you had, a, you had a previous love that it took you forever to get over? Absolutely. Listen, you know, any, anything that you know so intimately and you can really help others with, you have to work through on your own. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out how come my love relationships were ending or I couldn't move on, and I, and I figured it out. And all those answers are in this book. For every person who's having trouble, they should really take a look because there are reasons, and that's the hopeful part of this, because if it's not working, you can change it. You can figure out what's going on for you, and you can change it. If you don't figure out what's going on for you, you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I'll say it again, Dr. Debbie, you're a genius. And thank, <laughs> thank you for you. coming to the high. I'm telling you, this is a very good book. These are one of my favorite books because it's kind of a... You know, a study on human nature, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. All, it's kind of a people-watching type thing. Right. All the good ones aren't taken. Dr. Debbie, thank you so much for coming into the Hi, hideout. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll talk Kisses. to you Kisses. Okay. Kisses. As I look at this, I love this kind of stuff. And it's true, all the good ones aren't taken. And a lot of times, chick will, chicks will just gravitate towards the bad ones. Yeah. It's, or, I mean, I don't know if the, necessarily the bad ones, but the ones that just don't match them. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hour 2 in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, a couple things I want to set up for tomorrow. Yeah? Two things specifically I want to set up for tomorrow in just a second. Hey, do you find yourself, because we were just talking the relationship mm-hmm. stuff with uh, Dr. Debbie, do you find yourself going for a specific type? You know, I no. mean, I know you've been in a relationship for a long time, but is there a type of girl that you are into? It, 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 honestly, it's like the exact opposite of me. You know, uh, someone, I always tend to go for the people who are a little more... Mm, reserved. Reserved. Uh, don't like to go out and get crazy or do anything, you know, that uh, would normally get them in trouble. That kind of stuff. It, it, it tends to keep me a little grounded. Okay. That's what I tend to go for. I uh, I I'm very attracted to smart women. 
like like chicks who can really like have a conversation or um, have ambition, you know, things like I just I I gotta have a, a smart chick. Otherwise, it's very important. I could not be with a dummy. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be with a dummy. It w- I wouldn't be able to do it. See, my thing is I I like them to only use a book to uh, maybe um, stand on top of to dust the top of something. I think that is maybe the only reason they need a book around. Okay, for you, well, again, we're different mm-hmm. people. That's I, my thing. And I understand. Bateman, do you have a specific type as the resident poon hound? Uh, good looking. That's it? What else would there be? Yeah, so Tommy then is the uptown boy. If I... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, I don't like that boy. Who is attracted only to... Why does he like... smell like soap, you uptown boy? <laughs> only attracted to women with money, prestige, uh, and looks. Hmm. Well, I was going to debate that, but never mind. <laughs> Actually, is there a specific um, look you go for? Uh, or that you find yourself, even if it's not what you ideally want, that you always find yourself with? I'm sure you shave all your pubic area. Just trim it. Uptown boy. Um, actually, my chick now, like her look. To me, that's a that's my look, I think. Mm-hmm. She's hot. I'm very uh, lucky and happy. So, yeah, I think that's part of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but look... Is big, but also oh, too initially big. always. Yeah, but they got to be smart, man. I just can't. I cannot be with a dummy. It's just not gonna happen. Four the closet s- starves me, and when <laughs> I get the chance, I gorge till it sickens me. Speaking of dummies, all right, ladies, eligible bachelors out there are as follows: number two, number three, Jake Gyllenhaal, 25 years old, six foot. All right, this one's su- surprising. How tall? Number two, Nicholas Shea. How tall do you think Nick Lachey is? 5'9". Five, 5'9 nine. Five, nine and a half. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I saw him on the TV show enough to know that he's not the tallest guy in the world. See, I've never seen anything that he's on. Oh, really? You never saw I've the... I've heard uh, of him and seen him uh, at the checkout aisle. You never saw store. Newlyweds? No. That precious love story that they said their love was going to last forever? Ha! And number one, J-Dubs, Taylor Hicks. Huh? Or, I'm sorry, Stedman. <laughs> yeah, one. Stedman can be a sex symbol now. Yeah. Now that Taylor Hicks is the number one most uh, eligible bachelor. According to People, People Magazine. Hottest bachelor, not just eligible, hottest. Oh. He's one sexy piece of meat, I'll tell you that. I guess. That Taylor Hicks and his gray hair. Uh, Dubs, uh, here's what I'm going to set up for tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I'm giving a, the hideout a homework assignment. It's going to be mean, it's going to be douche chill, but I think it's going to be fun. Uh, A teacher in southwest Ohio has been fired for reading students' nasty comments about classmates aloud. Um, He had asked the students to write about what classmates might be doing 20 years from now. (laughs) Don't see where that would get anyone in trouble. So here's what I think. Just I would say do it tonight, but I mean we know we're all working now and focusing on the show now. So I think we can do it either one of two ways. Okay. We can each write something about another person, or we could pick out of a hat. I'd rather pick out of a hat and uh, be honest with it. Don't uh, I? Yes. Don't try to be funny, chunks, because it never works for you. 
Because you're not. Hey. <laughs> Hate you. So, all right, so that, is that what you want to do tomorrow, then? Yeah. All right, that sounds good to you? When do you want to draw? I can probably make up. All right. Intern, Napier, I need you to make up a slip of paper with everybody's name on the show, uh, like a little, you know, to do a drawing. Why is he wearing a sleeveless shirt? <laughs> Did he just come from uh, lifeguarding? What was what's he, he just, doing? He just saw Dream a Little Dream with Corey Feldman <laughs> and Corey Haim. <laughs> Alright, all right, who do you think would be the hardest person to do this on? Matt. For the plain and simple fact that he won't be alive in 20 years? Well, there, there's no telling, because oh, he's got nothing going on right now, so there's no real basis to jump off of. Even if you make it bad, it's still more hopeful than his current situation. True. Things are on the upswing, he's got a girlfriend. Didn't she break up with him? No, that was you setting that up last night. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> he thanked me, by the way, on the way home last night. He thanked me for not letting him say anything bad. Because, yeah, because well, let me tell you something about that. No, okay. Never mind. Dubs had, Dubs had set it up where uh, Matt Albert's girlfriend mm-hmm. ran a bit where she sent a, me an email copying a Matt saying uh, she couldn't stand her life being on the radio, and she wanted to take a little break. Well, I say it on the air. I didn't know that it was a bit at the time, and I was like in shock. And I sent her back, "Please tell me you're kidding. You know, if we don't want you, you know, we won't talk about you. Don't take it out on this kid. He's finally happy." But <laughs> you actually wrote that back? You, uh, yes, I did. Because <laughs> I just knew it'd be bad news. I feel we've sabotaged him so many times. I figure, and the one time where maybe it looks like he's possibly found a relationship, I didn't want to screw it up for him. So, as soon as I read though the initial letter from her, I see Matt begin to rev up like he's going to say some nasty, mean things. Mm-hmm. Now, not specifically that he means them, but just to hurt her, because that's what you do when you're... Yeah, he, he feels like he's been hurt, and he wants to hurt back. Exactly. And I could see him revving up, and, I'm, and I, I, I go... Because then I finally got yeah, the email back. Yeah, you start back. waving your fingers at him saying, don't do it. Because I got the email back from her saying, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Dub set me up. <laughs> and so then whenever I tell him and then I get that and he's about to go off, I'm like, whoa, no, don't. I'm <laughs> wagging my finger. You're saying stay at third. And, he goes, and we're on the ride home yesterday. And he goes, dude, thank you. <laughs> I just said some stuff that I didn't mean, but somehow it would have made me feel better. And, and you know that would have been the worst mm-hmm. if it was a setup, and then he starts just saying nasty, unnecessary things. And then how does she come back with? I was just kidding. It was a bit. Don't set me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't mean to call you the C back in uh, Dubs's booth. I was only kidding too. <laughs> and then you roll from there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you put that behind you. Oh, so you really think blah blah blah? Yeah. No, I was just—it's radio. No, was don't ever, up. don't ever believe what you hear on the radio. So anyway, that happened. Here's the other thing that I'd like uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we got a break. Uh, we got a break. I tell you, what, I'll tell you that when we come back. It's a hideout. Real radio, 104.1. Back in the hideout. Real radio, 104.1. All right, Dubs. So yeah. Tomorrow, the uh, we here in the hideout will write a little essay. Just a paragraph or something, you know, nothing big, on um, because of the school teacher who got busted. Can I have an extension? No. <laughs> My mom's... No. Uh, Work is due tomorrow. No ifs, ands, or buts. Some buts. I have a job that I work late at. Uh, the teacher 
apparently asked the students to write what their classmates might be doing 20 years from now. He read it aloud. Use a card catalog yet? And got fired. All right, let's pick the names. Uh, you want to hand hand them to me? All right, we'll just we'll say who. All right, pick me first. All right, Dubs. Please pick Cafe. You will be writing. Hopefully me, 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 me. Yeah, obviously you'll go back into the mix. Damn it! Please pick Cafe. Please pick Cafe. All right, you will be writing about J Dubs. Set that one aside. Dubs, you will be writing about. Matt Albert. Nice. Damn, Damn it. it. Nice. <laughs> I'm screwed. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, I'll go next then, Dubs. Okay. Hefe will be writing about... I got a good one here. C-Lane. <laughs> Intern C-Lane. All righty. We now go move it along to um, Tommy Bateman. You're next up in the pecking order. Bats writes about... I know who it's going to be. Hefe? Yep. Chunks. Yes! Damn it! You yes. got a good one. <laughs> what do you mean, yes? yes? No one wants to write yours. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Especially after the first hour. Yeah. Pick they don't want to get the anger. Can you oh, pick for me? He'll be living a happy life. What do you mean a happy <laughs> life? Uh, are you talking about me being angry? <laughs> yes. All right, who's next then? Pick for me. All right, well, Chunks, no, Chunks is next no, in the packing order. Really, oh, I'm sorry. not really. Yeah. So. Okay. Chunks gets to write about Napier. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Again, these are where this person will be in the next 20 years. We're going to write the essay, and it has to be truthful. Yeah, we honestly, honestly think. think. Thank you, Lord. Um, Matt Albert's next in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. Come on, Dubs. Come on, <laughs> Dubs. J-Dubs. Yes! Oh. <laughs> I won. Oh. Why are you excited about writing about Jada? Because I have to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess it comes down to C Lane and Napier, and I'm left, right? Yep. All right, how ironic would this be? Bats is still on the board. Ew. Oh yeah. So it's it's Hefe and it's uh, Bats still on the board. Are we draw for C Lane. Please get C Lane. Yeah. C Lane will be writing about. Me. <laughs> Jack Napier, you must be as honest as you can against your rival and write about Tommy Bateman and where he will be in 20 years. Oh. All right, now it is good. C-Lane Hefe, uh, Nappy is writing about bats. Oh, that's going to be disturbing. All right, so I've got it written down again. Now, All right, we- so uh, will everybody be here tomorrow? Do we have a full uh, yeah, we got, staff? Yeah, C-Lane okay. will be here, Napier will be here, everybody will be here tomorrow. Cool. Do we read them during the open door? Or maybe they're a little bit before? Just to get the reaction. Now, well, we, do we switch up the assignment at all? 20 years, or do you say 10 years? Or- I like 20. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a question of will these people be established? Will they be, you know, what will they be doing? All right, well, very good. I like I that. like 20 years. All right, well, then that will be a little something to look forward to on tomorrow night, too. Also, Dubs, I wanted to set this up quickly. Um, wealthy, the wealthy from different comp- uh, countries are coming to the United States to choose their baby sex. This is a really big deal. Of course, the Chinese want boys. Apparently, Canadians want girls. Mm-hmm. And if they have enough money, they can come to the U.S. and... Um, 
get you know find out what it is. People are calling it consumer eugenics, and essentially they can find out what their baby sex is. I guess if they don't like it, they can abort. Wow. And if they do, then you know, or put it up for you know, but they'll know. You know what I mean? They have a little uh, forewarning. Right. Exactly. But they say in in the future. You might be able to choose your baby's hair color, eye color, potential to grow tall enough to play basketball. All those kind of things could come up in the future. Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, I've seen a, a thing on this, and they're saying that every little thing that you'll be able to uh, want for a kid, you'd be able to choose. You wouldn't uh, have a luck of the draw, and if the kid will be, you know short, tall, whatever, it'll be all up to you. There'll be no chance of retard. You know, it'll all be right out there in the open. So designer babies, essentially. Yeah, Mr. Potato Head. All right, let me ask you. If you could choose your sex, what are you choosing? Um, a, a boy. Yeah. All right, anybody, would anybody here choose a girl? Hell no. Raise? All right, Lester Big Hand's hanging out. He would choose a girl, but you've already raised a boy, so you know what that's like. I think we'd all choose boys. Um, anything else that you would like specifically design and tailor for your child? I'd want to be black. I guess it's possible if you can. I still... bet if you can pick hair color, I think you can do skin color. He's a come on, fan. juice me up. Yeah, I don't want my kid to be a kicker. He wants free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's gonna play football. Uh. All right, what else, like, chunks, what would your baby have to have? Uh, have to be a lot Neck smarter hair? than me. Just like Daddy? No. That would be a lot smarter than me. It's not going to be Maybe difficult. a cleft chin, you know, like a Disney uh, cartoon character. Cleft palate? Is that what it is? <laughs> cleft yeah, pa- that's what you want for your child. Just go ahead and say it. Cleft palate? Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little, I don't, I'm too dumb to get that. Okay. Uh, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. Anything in particular that you would want, Tommy Bateman? Obviously, we all want health, but this is you're putting together your Mister. Yeah, you're putting, baby. you're putting together your dream baby. Right. One that doesn't cry. So now I. That's what socks are for. I wonder. <laughs> ew. Um. Ew. Now I socks. Ah. Uh. Now I wonder if you'll be able to choose anything with attitude, like uh, any kind of genetics with. Uh... You can tailor your baby the way you want it to. Yeah, big hands. I want to be a, a basketball player, but not that dikey kind. I right, so, so you would want a female, like little point guard basketball. So you're looking player. for a les- lipstick lesbian kid. Uh, yes, not a Rebecca Loba. Uh, Mr. Bookman <laughs> in the 407. What's up, Bookman? Well, what's up, Hyda? How's it going today? Good, buddy. Uh, there's, that, there's that movie with uh, Jude Law and uh, what's it, like, uh, Galactica, it was called. You know, yes. Uh, it's the future, and, you know, if, if you pick your baby's properties and whatnot. And uh, not, not such a great movie, but, I mean, what a terrible idea, like aborting your baby because it's the wrong sex for you. Can you get... Can you get more horrible medical... No, no, I, I got you. You're taking, like, the whole idea of evolution and nature just completely out of it. And the problem is, and I honestly believe this, Mr. Bookman, you have to have some losers in life. Mm-hmm. You need some losers to do the grunt work. I just say we... I do. out of my guy friend. I say we uh, do breed these kids like this, but just for sports. To get you water. Napier. <laughs> Uh, parched over here. The closet starves me, and when I get the chance, I gorge till it sickens me. But who's going to be around to get your water if you have all these designer babies? And they can get it faster. 
Dubs, so here's what we're going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. This is setting up something else we're going to do for tomorrow, all right? And I can see Tommy cringing now. We're all going to pick probably our fathers. We're going to call our fathers on the air and ask them what they would change about us. Okay. Now, tomorrow is tearing down self-esteem day. Uh, Tomorrow you get to feel better about yourself because we're going to tear down our self-esteem. And we get we tell our fathers to be honest. What's Matt gonna do? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. If Matt can track, we're gonna see what the dial tone says. Here's Matt's daddy. <laughs> Just absent. <laughs> Why? Why are you gonna give me the finger? I didn't do it. I'm taking care of you now. I'll tell him then. I'll tell him what disappoints him. So that basically that big fat bastard's daddy. I'll tell you. Your hygiene. Oh, I went into his. Make back- him feel comfortable oh, though and oh, call in. Oh, hold on, hold on. I went into his bathroom yesterday. Mm-hmm. It is the most disgusting thing that I have ever seen. I told you. It is Q-tips everywhere. What are you doing there? Urine. It's it's nuts. <laughs> what happens in that bathroom? What goes on in that bathroom, Matt? Missing the toilet, and I'm not lying to you. Oh no, I know. My chick had to clean it. Lisa in the 407. What's up, Lisa? How's it going? Hey there. Hey. Um, they actually can choose, I guess, sex by based by spinning the sperm around, and I guess the female and male separate because of weight. Oh, I didn't know that. Or this, or this eugenic thing where they're talking about, you know, how they they they're going to outlaw it and they can't. It's it's a higher percentage. It's not an actual guarantee. Okay. A girl or a boy, but I I did not know that you could actually do that. So that's you know part of the whole test tube baby thing. All right, yeah. thank you, Lisa. Appreciate it, sweetie. So many jokes that I can't say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank our president. You want to get me going again? Is that what you want? You want me yelling and screaming again? Oh. I felt bad for no, you. No, I don't. Okay. That's I, good. Do not all want right. you, I do not want you yelling and screaming. You're an ass. <laughs> I got the joke, and that's all you had to do. I got you. Three other people are giggling. Um, so anyway, we'll call our parents. Now, Chunks, you think your dad will come on the air tomorrow? He's never been on the show before, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really even sure if he's like in the uh, country. He might be on vacation. Did he get deported back to no, Sicily? No, no, no. I think he might be on vacation. Where? Where'd they go? I think a cruise. We'll call him on the cruise. You gotta call him on the cruise. We'll pay for it. Clear Channel will pick up the dime. What yeah. kind of cruise is it? I don't know. One of Malix? the Caribbean ones. <laughs> Beat me to it, ass. <laughs> uh... Wild Hawk in the 407. What's up? Uh, what's up, dude? Um, I'm Irish, so I would. Uh... I would genetically engineer my baby to have the world's most gigantic Dugan of all time. Yeah, here's the thing, because here's what it would give him. Self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Just that, drink it big. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout, wrapping up Hour 2. It's Row Radio 104.1. Dubs, we were just talking about designer babies. Yeah. And there's this big thing about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I guess, um... Like PSAs and stuff. Let's go ahead and play it, Dubs. What we got here? Recent studies show babies who are breastfed are less likely to develop ear infections, respiratory illnesses, and diarrhea. Babies were born to be breastfed. It's the latest spark guaranteed to ignite new fire in the breastfeeding wars. Shock ads from a public health campaign. Let me tell you uh, one thing, though. These ads 
are terrific. Yeah, they've got pregnant women like doing the running on logs on a lake thing. And it has also Ew. the mechanical bull and them getting tossed off and they're all pregnant. It's they're literally looking like they're nine months. It's hilarious, though. Showing pregnant women doing outrageous stunts. Not just urging moms to breastfeed, but warning them about not breastfeeding. It makes me feel like I definitely made the right choice in breastfeeding him. I think that he's gotten... Let me ask you, were you boys breastfed? Who was here? Who here was breastfed? I was. I was, too. Don't know. Big hands... You, you don't know. You honestly don't know if you're breastfed or not. Haven't bothered to ask. I don't want to know about my mom's breasts. <laughs> it's not about your mom's breasts. It's about how you uh, were raised. They're bouncy. Um, They're big. He was cornbread. What? What'd you say? He was what? What'd you say, chunks? He was cornbread. What? Cornbread. What does that even mean? Like a cow. Wow. Smart people. Do. Radio roadblock. Radio Roadblock. So now you just called us dumb? No. And the cornbread thing can be taken as a very racial thing. Why? Isn't it corn-fed? Yeah. Corn-fed, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Bateman, were you uh, breastfed? I don't know for sure. I, If I was, I'm sure it was like a week. I have to tend to, just by personality, I don't think that Bateman was. No? Mm-mm. He's got some mama issues. Is that true, Bateman? Bateman, Mama, not rare. Yes. Hold on. Everyone back here has to stop arguing while I'm trying to talk on air. He's... What are they arguing about? I don't know. They're taking pictures of each other or something and arguing about All it. All right, well, let's focus. Cheesecake. Let's focus. I guess Napier's trying to snap a photo of Matt Hour eating a cheesecake, <laughs> which is actually kind of funny. Piece of ass. Ah, you can't do that. I had to dump it. You can't even use letters anymore. Yeah. Just turn... Stuff. Stupid piece of something or other. You That's what you do. Mail. Brick or brack. <laughs> stuff, stuff your face with cheesecake. I will gladly. Okay. And get a photo of it, Napier. Um, so, Bateman, you don't know. All right, well, let's... I tend to not think so. Yeah, I think... The best that I could offer. Adar Gervich has changed her life so she can breastfeed nine-month-old Aiden. She's given up her job but has no regrets. It's really important, and it's the best gift you can give your child. Gervich firmly believes studies that show breastfed babies grow up healthier, even smarter. She's stocked up in case her son decides he only wants a bottle. So that even when I stop breastfeeding. Isn't that kind of like the big thing, though, is that they pass along to you, like your immunity, you know, it helps you build up your immune system? Yeah, they, they, they pass, you pass along a lot of the uh, natural things to the baby that's not in the uh, formula. Yeah, big hands. What's a good age to stop breastfeeding? Nine, ten? No, I. Uh, I, Why I isn't it like eighteen months? I think it's. That seems like a long time. Oh, there's heard, people who do a lot longer than that. I've heard there are some, but up to three or four. All right, somebody's got help because I honestly don't know that. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. He'll have enough milk, and I won't have to give him as much formula. But the ads aren't sitting well with other new moms, like Amanda Pym. It makes me feel terrible, and it it really angers me because I know that women are going to take that to heart. Pym is like many new moms who tried to breastfeed their babies but couldn't. They're angry that well, the hold on. How do you? How are you not able to? Some people just aren't able to. Yeah, big hands. Hey, some babies uh, kind of. Tear the nip right, and all right, that right, good right. stuff yeah. down. So right. it, it's, it's I remember kind of they damage. I remember my mom telling me that it was incredibly painful. Like with my my last little brother, mm -hmm. and I was old enough, 
and she was just like, it hurts so bad. You know, I, she was literally wincing in pain. I, and I don't think this is uh, an attack at the people that can't. I think it's an, like, kind of like uh, something out there to inform people that uh, can and just choose not to. Government is the latest voice telling them they're bad mothers. They are. I think it's terrible, and I think it's reckless because reckless. women should do what they want to do, what they can do, and it's not going to work out for everyone. We're not trying to create guilt at all. What we're trying to do is reach the first-time moms who are out there who are making the decision whether to breastfeed or not. Most experts agree that breastfeeding is the ideal method to feed babies. Research is, is now absolutely undeniable that um, those babies who are not breastfed have an increased risk of uh, different infectious diseases. And while the ads have run their two-year course, they could be just a first step in the aggressive outreach. All right, Sarah in the 407 here in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. What's up, Sarah? Um, I just wanted to call because um, I breastfed my daughter, but um, I stopped at when she was 11 months old um, because she had all her teeth. So okay. it kind of hurt. But basically, um, I've done a lot of psychology studies, and... It depends on the society because there are societies out there that will breastfeed their children until they're five, and it's nothing out of the ordinary. But in our society, it's so weird to see a three-year-old child hanging off of a boob. woman right. that they tend to stop breastfeeding towards the one-year-old point. And I think that... Um, it's just a mother's press, um, preference on how comfortable they feel in doing it. Because, like, at first I was really uncomfortable even being out in public. And before I was done, I was doing it in theaters. I didn't even care. Right. So, no, I got you. so uh, normal right around uh, in America is about a year. Here in America. Okay. Right, cool. Thank you. Some lawmakers have even proposed having a warning label on baby formula, like those required on cigarette cartons, stating not that drop. breast milk is better for babies than formula. While few support that measure, the idea is enough to make Amanda finally break down. I wish I could tell you I don't have any guilt, that I'm confident in formula feeding, but I'm not. It would be a lie if I told you that. I feel very guilty about not giving her breast milk anymore. Leaving others to wonder if the ads will help more babies or just make some moms feel worse. For today, Lisa Daniels, NBC News, New York. I got to tell you, though, you probably do need to feel bad if you're a mom and you don't breastfeed because that's the... That's what's supposed to happen, right? And, but I don't think you should feel bad if you can't do it. If you've tried everything and you just it, it just doesn't work out for you. But, I mean, I, I, I think these ads are actually very good for the people who choose not to. Now, let me ask you. Um, not all women can create breast milk, right? Yes. So, like, I, mean, I think after a while, if you've had so many kids or something like that, I think a lot of times there's different variables in the, in the equation on why you can or can't. So, like in the olden days, before like formula and stuff like mm -hmm. that, would they then take their kid to a neighbor or something who could be best breastfed? Like, yes. Get out of here. Yeah. That would actually happen. That's awesome. So, hi, <laughs> Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> Hour three, Thursday night, still upcoming chunks, Fat Man Diary, a lot of audio. Let's go to uh, James in the 407. Really quickly, James, what do you got? Hey, um, my wife is breastfeeding right now, mm -hmm. and from everything she read that 
they recommend that you breastfeed for a year because, like, their motor skills, everything, they tend to do, you know, like walking, crawling faster. And I guess that babies that were breastfed have higher IQs and they're better at sports and stuff. But actually, she's thinking about uh, stopping before a year because he just started getting a um, couple teeth. So. Yeah, I know yeah, that. I've heard that that's the painful that's part. That's the real big problem right there when the teeth start up sprouting. Yeah, and they start gnawing like a, like a small little animal on you. Dubs, uh, we're about to switch gears here in just a second. Yes. Uh, you're going to hop into the big chair. I'm going to go sit on the table and mm-hmm. watch uh, game four of the Mavericks versus the Heat. But you had something you wanted to share with me? Well, yeah, I, I've been very uh, neutral in this whole uh, this whole finals thing. I really didn't have any stock other than you being a big Mavericks fan. Being the, from Dallas. Yeah, it be, uh, in this final uh, NBA playoffs. And this gave me a violent shove into being a Mavericks fan and hating the Heat. Okay. Bob Joe Ariola, when it comes to the heat, is always stirring up a lot of things. Let me show you the live picture right now. This uh, vessel right here, this boat, is the boat that is owned by Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. It's moving out from the AAA where it was docked down into government cut. That's significant. Maybe Joe Ariola has been able to completely run the yacht and the Mavericks owner out of town at least for a while. Here's why. Once I saw Shaq uh, on the floor fighting for that rebound, I knew we were going to do it. Relief for all of the Miami Heat faithful, and especially number one fan Joe Ariola. The local Miami City manager saw his hopes for a title fading until the Heat made its comeback. Ariola did his part, too. This sign, Go Mavs, was hanging over the side of Dallas owner Mark Cuban's boat, the Utopia 2. That's until Ariola found out about it. I got a call about 3 o'clock uh, from the Heat saying, you won't believe what this guy did. And uh, I sent my folks out there, and I was ready to go with Chief Timoney to tear it down myself. Miami police and... <sighs> You're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami Mark... doesn't have any other issues. I don't know, drugs, illegals. Mark Cuban uh, had his... Yeah, and that, that's the wrong Cuban they should be worrying about. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> others. Mark Cuban has a uh, Mav sign on his boat that's docked legally, and uh, they're throwing a whole stink about it and ready to tear it down. Code enforcement inspectors told Cuban if the sign didn't come down, the yacht would lose its permit to dock. After all, Ariola says, it's located just outside the AAA, a few hundred yards from heat owner Mickey Eric. Uh, you know what, though? Mark Cuban owns not only like a, uh, a big place, on South Beach, mm-hmm. he's a tax-paying member. Yeah, it's not uh, like a lot of taxes uh, to the city of Miami, and I'm sure he's paying for uh, docking that yacht of his. Definitely. After all, Ariola says it's located just outside the AAA, a few hundred yards from say. heat owner Mickey Arison's yacht. Uh, is this guy's name really Ariola? Yes. And hence he's a boob. So, I'd be, I'd be kidding, his name... Oof, right. It's located just outside the AAA, a few hundred yards from heat owner Mickey Arison's yacht, which, by the way, is much bigger. They're not going to have the sign. Up. They're not coming into our town and putting go maps. I don't know what's, what's, what's wrong with uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, but Maybe he's the owner of the other team and he wants to see his team win. I don't know. Maybe that's his problem. What, do you want to go heat on the Mavericks owner's uh, yacht? No. And here's the other thing about it, too. I guarantee you uh, Cuban would love for somebody to rent out a big Mack truck 
and have a go heat next to the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Yeah, he would love just the uh, the uh, the fighting between the teams. It's a, it's great for the uh, game. It's great for the league. But we're not going to let him get away with that. Now, of course, all of this is in good fun. We're going to have to find out uh, if uh, Dallas owner uh, Mark Cuban actually plans to bring his yacht back here to the AAA. Of course, a couple more games will be taking place here. And speaking of the bigger and the better boat, just like we have the bigger and the better team, that's the uh, vessel Shut owned up. by Mickey Arison, the Heat's owner. As you can see, it's not going anywhere. And that's the way it's going to be here at the arena as well as uh, Game 4 takes place between the Heat and the Mavericks. <laughs> I, I love local news. They, they just they like to pump themselves up too much. The bigger and the better team, our owner has a bigger well, and better I yacht. I don't mind having a little pride. I mean, okay, fine, whatever. You know, it is. <laughs> but it they're, is. They're, they're, they're trying to flex the muscles of uh, the size of yacht that uh, the owner of the, uh, the, the Heat have, too. It just... It's, I'm biting my tongue as I want to say something about Cuban people as a Mexican guy. As a Mexican guy who lived with a Cuban family from Miami for two years. And don't you fill in for me, Chunks. Just say it. Just say it. No. No Cubans are listening. I'd rather not. It de- listening to Areola mm-hmm. just brings me back to uh, Erod's dad. Really? And this false sense of entitlement and pride that... Uh, that drives me nuts. That drives me crazy. This, well, we're not going to let them do that to us. What did he do? He, I mean, can, he can you honestly... He brought his boat out uh, because, well, he's uh, in the finals with you guys, and he put a sign on for the team he owns. It doesn't seem like a uh, over-the-top thing. And I feel bad somewhat saying that about, a you know, another Latin people, but it's mm-hmm. so true. I, I lived with it for two years. And it's just this, like, this bravado of this, how dare you step to me? What are you talking about? It's the finals. So what? The guy pays taxes. The guy paid to uh, dock his yacht there. Who cares what he has on it? No, right. He doesn't have anything that's uh, vulgar. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I just love how he's not supposed to uh, cheer on the team that he owns. No, people hate Mark Cuban. I understand that. I can even see it. If I, if he didn't own my team, I'd hate him. Really? I'm like, I would hate him. I I like him, and I would like him even if he, like the the uh, Pistons were against him. Uh, here's the other thing, though, too. He's talking about maybe pi- buying the uh, Cubs. Yeah, which would be interesting, and also too maybe uh, the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pirates because he grew up in Pittsburgh. Wow. So he's looking at either two or one of the two of those teams. And you got to be honest, Dubs, wouldn't you like to have him as an owner of your Detroit Lions? I'd love to have him as an owner just in football, period. I think they need that kind of owner in football. We got it. There's Jerry, a bunch of old men. Jerry Jones. No. We already got that guy. All in big D. No, he's not. He's not anything near Cuban. All right, what's coming up in the next uh, hour 45 of the hideout as well, I go actually, watch my game? Actually, coming up next, we're going to have uh, Beat Bateman. Bateman uh, is a master of 80s music, 80s rock. So if you uh, can beat Bateman, 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone, calling in and win for that. Uh, do we want to test him? Is it? Do they have to shout it out and see? Yeah, why well, don't just play the first one yeah, for him, see how quick he can do it? Then we have the Fat Man Diary to and, do. And I think we do have also the Chunks Fat Man Diary. I know you got, boys got a lot of audio and stuff that you want to get to as well. Um, but Beat Bateman, we got a lot of prizes as well. We got gift certificates, we've got concert tickets, um, we've got fifty dollars in food coupons to Seven Eleven. 
So call now for that, 407-916-1041, All right, let, now the way I guess the game will work is... It'll go back and forth. Well, no, they'll go head to head. It was back and forth last time. But I think we should just have them first one to shout and get it right. Yeah. All right, so let's hear the Beat Bateman, like, era of songs. I don't want to hear about Damn Yankees, high enough. I would uh, take that one as uh, a correct. That's uh, Can You Take Me High Enough. Yeah. I Actually, I don't know if that's the right name of it. I'm pretty sure it's high enough. All right. So <laughs> I, is there is there an era that these songs are going to come from, Matt? Uh, basically, hair rock. Yeah. All right. If you're good at yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, according to Profit here, it's high enough. I was correct. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Put Tommy Bateman in his place. Just so you know, I'm really tired today. and um, Excuses, excuses. Yeah, but I still have a feeling no one will. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I'll have and J-Dubs hanging out with you. Getting ready to do Beat Bateman. 407-916-1041. 888 Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Bateman, you were uh, a little upset when I told you about a half hour ago that we were going to do Beat Bateman. Why is that? I'm tired. <laughs> this weather just makes me tired. What is Beat Bateman? Beat Bateman, 80s uh, music. Uh, play the song that we just uh, last uh, played before going to break, where you will uh, play will play a song, and uh, you and Bateman will go head-to-head, anymore. seeing who can call out the name and artist first. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. He was trying to play humble on the air, but during the break, he was like, there's no chance anyone's going to beat me. Yeah? Yeah, he gets really cocky around, you know, these songs. And it kind of angers me. That's why I do hard songs. Just because you're with the name down wrong, don't Whatever. get angry at me. <laughs> it, this is kind of your era, isn't it, Tommy? Mm. I mean, this is this is what you grew up with? Yeah, pretty much. Who, mask who wrote this answer sheet? That would be Matt Albert. Was it? Because half of them have the song first, and the other half have the artist first. <laughs> I noticed that on a couple of them, too, where he couldn't really get it right. For me, the one that I school everybody on is uh, 80s R&B. No, you don't. No, you think you can, and then right when it comes on, you brain fart. And you're like, I know this one! All right, Dubs, because all you can be somebody has juggalo music. Oh, no, come on, and, uh, and some wrestling themes. I do fairly well at that. All right, let's start the game off with Zach in the 407. Zach, you ready? You ready to beat Bateman? You there? Yes, sir. All right. Here is the so first. So we're just on- shouting these out, or what? For, uh, shouting them out first one to three. All right. Uh, can you hear on there? Yeah. All right. Just shout it out right when you uh, know it. Name and artist. All right. Uh, all right. Nelson after the rain. Is that correct? Yep, he got it. Yeah. Tommy Bateman. All right, it's one nothing, Zach. Do you think you can uh, pick it up? Yep. Did you uh, know that one? Yeah. All right, here's the second one. Faster Pussycat, House of Pain. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, can't say that, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, Zach. So that was the Pussycat Dolls, right? No, that was Faster Pussycat, right? 
Yes, faster pussycat. Oh, but yes. that reminds me, Heffy, you got to talk about the pussycat dolls uh, later. Right? At, at 10. 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, 407-916-1041, Now, I can see the way he has it written. I can't tell if the artist is Faster Pussycat or House of Pain. It, I know they it's also... It's not House of Pain. I'll tell you that much. They, it's not Jump Around. They were really big with the 80s hair metal. Slate in the 407. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Bayman took out uh, Zach pretty quick. 2 nothing right away. Let's go with uh, the next song. Warrant Heaven. Jesus Christ. Use the uh, correct thing, too, over there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. One nothing, Bateman. All right, Tommy, you really... Uh, it usually is taking you, what, about 20, 30... Like, not even 20 seconds, like five seconds. Yeah, almost. he's getting them in about seven or eight seconds. I'm nervous today that someone's going to win. You Have you been be, beaten right? yet? No. no. Oh, I didn't realize. Bateman not is even undefeated. In, even in TV theme songs. All right, Slate. You have to have lost at something. No. Right, I don't remember, so he's probably lying. No, there's one time Dubs and I were tied on, I think it was wrestling, wrestling themes. themes yeah. And then I think I beat you in wrestling finish moves. All right, yes. somebody call him Beat Bateman. I'm no, taking you. Don't All right, beat me. Slate, are you ready for the second song? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Kicks don't close their eyes from Baltimore, Maryland. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Slade. I I just forget how awful this music was. Great. Actually, it's pretty damn good. No, I, no, I, no. I look back fondly. No, it's not, man. This is really... Turn probably, it up. This is probably music's worst time, other than now. I prefer things like Chuck Berry and... I don't know, anything in the 20s Hefe, as opposed to this. I think we found Bateman's kryptonite. I think a woman is going to take him out. That would Tabitha. piss him off to no reason. Tabitha in the 407. Do you think you can take out Bateman? Absolutely. All right, let's uh, here's your first song. Hyper Teacher Van Halen. Jesus. <laughs> you got to give him a chance. Wow. No, right? I don't. All right. Here's the second I'm cover. sorry, Tabitha. That has, was the first one. You get two more chances. Has a caller right. even, even gotten one yet? No, not yet. Oh, boy. So, all right. Here's the second one. No, that's Oops. still hot yeah, for he didn't, he didn't label the track list. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. Ready? Ready. You got to turn it up for him on the phones. 902. Any idea, guys? I get the same old dreams, same time every night. Fall to the ground and I wake up. I have no stumped. idea. So Come on, honey. Gabby, listen to Chunk so we can hear the caller. Tabitha, do you have any idea? I have no clue. No idea. All right, well, then that's a... All right, who is it? Was Rainbow Since You've Been Gone? Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Uh, Tommy Dio was the singer of Rainbow. (laughs) Tommy was uh, was, uh, hurt there that he didn't know that one. All right, Tabitha, here's the next one. You have to get these next two correct to be a winner, all right? Again, beating Bateman in uh, 80s hair bands. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Skid Row 18 in life. Damn. Oh, that was easy. I'm sorry, Tabitha. <laughs> sorry, Tabitha. <laughs> All right. Let's see if uh, we can go a little bit out of the area. And Bobby Hill, 
Bobby Hill, do you think you can take out Bateman? 80s hair metal? Bateman, your ass is mine, buddy. All right. Bobby, Bobby, Hill, Bateman. <laughs> Bobby Hill versus Bateman. Here's the first one. Extreme more than words. Jesus. Oh, no, that's Frankie J. No, it's extreme. Oh. Frankie J is the douchebag that does it. Mm. Unlike extreme who are... Yeah, they're cool, cool. dudes. Right. Incidentally, Bateman's the douchebag that knows it. Oh! <laughs> Ouch. Here we go, Bobby Hill. I'm finally actually pulling for you. All right, here's number two. White Lion, When the Children Cry. No way. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I hung up on you. I, please tell me there's someone out there who could dethrone I, this cocky bastard. For him to throw out White Lion, When the Children Cry, or whatever the hell it's called, that quickly. This is Vito Brada's best guitar work acoustically. <laughs> uh, we got to give out the prizes. We got the $50 in coupons to 7-Eleven. Maybe we should play a different game that I'm not part of then. Maybe we should play You Can't Win because people have a better shot at that. All right, let's try. Hold on. But for a second, Dubs, just so that people know. That fifty dollars in coupons to Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. You and I lived off of that when we first moved down here. Yeah, and we lived off of it for like two months. Yeah, it's awesome. That's to me the big prizes you want. All right, let's go to Big John in four hundred seven. You got? Hey, you I'm ready? You I think he's he... a little midget ass? <laughs> okay, right, let's do it. Here it goes. Original. David Lee Roth, California Girls. Wow. He punched oh. out. He didn't even want to stick around for the rest of them. Sorry, Big John. All right, let's go to another. That sounded a little much. <laughs> let's go to another Big John in the 407. I'm sorry. Well, I did. It was sore. I was looking down. Don't don't hit me. All right, John, do you got this? Yeah. All right. Here's your first song. Vixen, Edge of a Broken oh Heart. <laughs> do you have? Uh, he does. Uh, he, I know he doesn't have the list back there I'm because looking, I was the only one with the list all day long. And he's uh, he's, he's got to be cheating, man. He's not. I'm not cheating. I, I swear on my dog's life, yeah. I'm not cheating. Oh, why all these gay bands at Rainbow? The real. Oh, he got hung up on. I don't know. Got you can't do that. Yeah, he had more, another one. Yeah, still had chances. Mm, I don't know what happened to the phone. <laughs> he started talking too much. All right, let's go with <laughs> let's go with Russ in the 407. How many more do we have left, Chunks? Uh, four. Four? Okay. Are you ready, Russ? Somebody beat Bateman. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here. Slaughter, Flight of the Angels. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. You gotta be kidding! <laughs> Wait, let me check again. Mm. Yeah, that's Slaughter. <laughs> sure is. All right, here's the second the one. The only Ross. slaughter from the 80s I knew was Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. You know, not Bloss, even from wrestling, just G.I. Joe. There wasn't much drums in that, but Bloss Elias really did a good job on the drum track. I was surprised when I found out he was a wrestler. Were you really? Yeah, I had no idea. I just he actually like, came out to Slaughter, too. Mm. Mm. All right, here's the second song. Molly Crew. Molly Crew, home, home. No, listener. Listener. That was about a tie right there. No, listener got it. I think what? listener beat you. No yeah, way. she yep. finished it you, first. You, yeah, he finished it first. I, he started it first. But I, he's going, he's going to the tape. Hold Uh-oh. on. He's going to the tape. He, he, we're going we back. There's a discrepancy. Molly Crew. Molly Crew, home, home. home. No, listener. Right, I think. Uh, I think one more time. One more time, real quick. The second song. Molly Crew. Molly Crew, home, home. No. Actually, that was Bateman. All right. Bateman got you on that Instant one. Replay I am sorry. Uh, was that your first one or second one? That was the second one for you. Yeah, he's out. All right, I'm sorry. All right. Later, Bateman, bro. good thinking, though, going to the instant replay. Got two left. 
Do you think that was a hole on a subconscious level of us wanting Tommy to finish? Yes. I thought he actually finished it first. I did, too. You were All a right. little bit quieter. I think that's what it was. We only have two left, so we're going to do two one-and-dones. I don't know if that's fair to Tommy. I'm, that's just the way it has to be. I'm sorry, because we can't do an even number. Tommy, if you lose, I believe there could be an asterisk next to it, okay? That's fine with me. All right. All right. Although no one has gotten one right so far, as far as listeners go. The freak in the 407, do you think you can take out Bateman? Absolutely. You got one shot at it. Here we go. Standing in the rain. Foreigner. Um. Couldn't get a ticket. Foreigner. Was a sold out show. Heard the roar. Oh! oh! Bateman goes down. Down goes Bateman. Down goes Bateman. Okay, he's a worthy opponent. I think uh, I should get two, uh, one more against him. All right. Well, I'm, he's already a winner, but we'll go one more and against Porter him. And isn't a hairband. <laughs> All right. We're going to go one more with you. You're already a winner. You're going to win. freak. But we're going to just yeah, uh, yeah. test your knowledge. You're already a winner, though. All right. Let's go with the second one. What's been twice like Great White? Nice job, Bateman. Can we dig up another one, or does Tommy know them all? We gotta have another one somewhere. Can you pull another one up there? Uh, hold on one second. I want a, I want a tiebreaker in this one. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's I am just amazed with uh, Tommy's knowledge of '80s music. Freak, hold on one more second. We're gonna do a tiebreaker with you. All right. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Do you have knowledge of anything to this extent? Dallas Mavericks history. Do you think so? Do you think you could pull him off in less than 10 seconds like Bateman? I know you are knowledgeable. Roy Tarpley. <laughs> I didn't ask a question, though. I just thought that's what the answer was going to be. I don't know any of the questions. So Thank you, big hands. Because <laughs> I have no knowledge that is this extreme. I think I proved my worth when we did the uh, 80s uh, R&B and hip-hop. No, you, did, you know, uh, Nate Dog and uh, whatever, you? Regulators, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, no idea. You're like, what is this new music? I said silk. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> have you found another one yet? Yes, I have. All All right. Right. Really, Tiebreaker! Not really sure if anyone will get this, because I'm, I'm not really familiar, but we'll give it a shot. All right. Fre uh, Freak, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Poison Fallen Angel. Oh, yeah. Tommy Bateman. Tommy got it, but yes! Freak. Yes! Freak, uh, freak I'm yeah. going to still make you a winner, though, because you, uh, you got that first one, and we already told you you won. All right, let me ask you, though. But Bateman is still undefeated in my eyes. According to the rules of two out of three, Bateman is undefeated. I am a little disappointed that out of the 15 questions, a listener got one right. That is uh, that's insane. That's amazing to me. You're slipping. Get on your game. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try to do as good as you did on the uh, R&B one. <laughs> I quit. Matt, James Donaldson. <laughs> Who? Another center for the Mavericks. Uh, Thank you. Hideout Real Radio 104.1. There it is, the final match in Rock, Paper, Scissor USA National Championships. I'm sweating back here. That guy has so much stones, man. <laughs> It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. El Jefe and J-Dubs hanging out with you. 407-916-1041. 888-978-1041. And Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone.
I was watching that uh, finals of the Rock Paper Scissors Championships, and it, it's just two dirt stashes basically up there doing the pa- paper rock scissor, and they're talking about how it's a game of skill and it's a game of patterns, which I can believe, but it's also a game of losers, I think. Well, it's more of luck, no? I, I would mean... think I would think luck would be the biggest part of it. I mean, there's only three choices, and uh, I guess if you understand, it's not a deck of fifty-two. If you understand statistics and patterns. Sure, I mean, I, I think you can get the advantage that way, but there's still a certain amount of luck there, and I think someone going in there not paying attention to patterns would actually have the advantage. You know who I could see being an announcer for that? Uh, our old intern who was in EverQuest, Putin. I could totally see him oh, getting, getting into that. And getting excited about it. You should have seen the crowd of this thing just completely excited for nerds. It reminds me of Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember um, where it, you know, it's on the Ocho? This is one of those <laughs> things that's on the Ocho. It, it was on a and E. I I can't believe A&E actually covered Rock, Paper, Scissor Finals. No, no, it's RPS. RPS, yes, and I love the little uh, nickname for it. Let, let me uh, listen to it just for a, a couple seconds into it. I don't want to listen to too much of it again because it's really uh, ridiculous. But you have to listen to the announcers, and I just wonder if they're thinking the whole time, I wanted to be calling major uh, sports sporting events. And I'm here doing RPS. Well, this is how you get there. You'll soon be seeing a sporting showdown of epic proportions as one player will do this for 50000 Hold on. And when he said do this, he made that universal uh, rock, paper, scissor thing. But it looked like uh, he was yeah, punching the clown. Dollars and a place in history. From 257 players down to two, it's Dave the Drill McGill against Robert Fastwitch Twitchell. One of them will be handed $50,000. This is the ultimate throwdown. They're both 7-0 and tonight, but only one will stay undefeated. Here we go. Engage. Engage. McGill opens with a sharp scissors to take the first lead. Look at these titans stare each other down. I've never seen anything like it. Engage. <laughs> Robert doesn't fold with a set tying paper. This is rock, paper, scissors for the ages. Robert's flawless stance against Dave's... All right, that's all. I just wanted to listen to uh, how crazy they're going for basically just two men moving their hands and making a motion towards a paper, a rock, or a scissor. And I never understood the rules in paper, rock, scissors. I understand the rules, but I never understood how they came about. It's basically your basic pop morning show where it's just this false <laughs> excitement. Yeah, and they just got the uh, the Rocky music going underneath them to uh, show that there is some kind of challenge being laid down. You gotta worry about carpal tunnel syndrome. Could throw off your game. <laughs> this is a game of patterns and a game of tough hands. Do you think they like just massage their hands and have professional people just rubbing down their fingers? I'm and sure because practicing? because when you go for uh, paper, you don't want your hand to be cramped and them thinking you went for rock. Oh God, that's there's right. a lot of things you have to be uh, worried about in RPS. And how do they judge like the real close ones? It, it, they have instant replay. They have all that kind of stuff. And there's a like Shut uh, they have instant replay. Yes, yeah, it's on. It was on A and E. I don't know why a national thing, but the place is packed too. It was in Las Vegas. We got too many television stations. Was finger jousting the event afterwards? <laughs> no. Oh. Joe in the four hundred seven. What do you got? Dude, I thought that was a radio bit. It would be the worst one ever. I would be totally ashamed of making that radio bit. Honestly, there's no way I would uh, I'd put up with it. It's the Hideout Real Radio one hundred four point one. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1-407-916-1041-888-978-1041, Star1041 on your singular wireless phone. I'll have and J-Dubs hanging out with you on a Thursday night. Thursday night only means one thing. Chunks 
and the Fat Man Diary. Now, as a public service, The Hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. The Fat Man Diary is a page out of Chunks' past where he uh, takes his diary that he had all the way up till he moved out here and reads a little bit of his life on the air. What's tonight's about? Tonight is about a trip to the theme park. What theme park? Uh, It's called The Great Escape. It's up in uh, upstate New York. Okay. It's one of those, like, run-down, raggedy ones. Mm-hmm. July 13th, 1992. Summertime is great. It's three months of not having to hear how fat I am by all the other kids in my class. Also, too, sometimes, I get to go to the theme park. This summer, I was in New York and got to go to my favorite theme park, The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. It's great because it isn't crowded, and you can ride the rides a lot of times without getting off. Well, Unfortunately... Well, you know. Unfortunately, we were also stuck with my grandmother. But that's okay. I couldn't wait to ride the Screaming Demon. The wiliest coaster Oh, your out sister. There. No, I'm not an incest. Mm. I went... Try it. I went to buy a shirt. Write a journal entry about that. <laughs> from the souvenir shop. But all they had was small ones. The shirt said, Great Escape. As I was walking to the Screaming Demon, however, a man walked by me and said, The Great Escape, huh? What are your boobs trying to escape from that shirt? <laughs> I mean, what kind of people do you surround yourself with? I've not, never heard of this kind of uh, luck as a kid. It's not. You're, you're an 11 year old kid, and someone's talking about your boobs. It, it's always. I went to a concert once, and I had a program, mm-hmm. and some guy walked by and stole it from me. They just took it right out of my hands. I was like seven years old. Awful people. I immediately started to cry. Shut up, you little pansy, my grandmother said. If you weren't so fat, people wouldn't make fun of you so much, you turd. The loneliness and truth of which she said set in. And unfortunately, I did the only thing that came to mind. I stuffed down a thing of nachos, two hot dogs, a corn dog. I thought you were going to say make out with a dude. No. And topped it off with some cat and candy. Mm. Cat and candy? Yeah. Kitten. Oh, you feel better, fatty? My grandmother said. You full now? You want Shut some more up. food? Your mom did not say, do you feel better, fatty? Grandmother. I believe it's the grandma. Yeah. She is a vicious woman. Here you go, Porky, she said, and to my surprise, threw a mustard packet at my head. Smearing a little mustard on my face. My mom cleaned my face and put my grandmother in the car. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> Rolled down the window a little bit. I was told... Gave it a nice cup of water. <laughs> I was totally depressed until I finally got to get on the Screaming Demon. Ah. (laughs) When the car was going up the track at the top, however, I saw an evergreen tree. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself... You found out your sister was just as big? About the tree. Same shape. (laughs) Thought to myself about the tree, strong and tall. The lime green leaves resemble... Just like the man I've always dreamed of. Like the chairs have to be when she sits in them. Reaching. The lime green leaves resemble the complicated miracles of life. I was like that tree. My li- my leaves were sprinkled with the sunshine rays of my internal beauty. What the and hell other guys? And soon I would bloom into a wonderful person, what? much like an evergreen. I hate you. This that is the lo- gayest one you've ever read. What the hell are you you're talking about? You're putting on a tight shirt and then you're talking about you're sprinkled with men. Is this about your first period? No. <laughs> <laughs> I used a pine cone. 
I'm, I'm blooming into womanhood. What the hell are you guys talking about? Evergreen tree. Rusted mulch back there. I saw it on Little House on the Prairie. I don't understand. That's the least opposite. All right, I'm just going to keep going. Go ahead. Because then I ramble. Mo. I'm all lost. All right. At that moment, I was free. My new life. Free to be me. The man I've always wanted to be. Free to be a woman. <laughs> Free to give birth to a child of my own. My new life started on the rails of the screaming demon. Nothing ah. can stop me now. Your life got started getting railed. I'm a demon. Ah. Yeah. About three. The screaming demon wasn't that the last chick you banged. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Should I or what? Sure, why not? I. I need to feel better about myself. Nothing can stop me now. About three-fourths of the way through the ride, however, a hot, smelly substance landed on my face. Temporarily uh, blinded. Is it your dad? <laughs> that doesn't even... He wasn't in the story. Once you pay attention. It was hard. It really is. Yeah. You can't blame him. When the ride ended, I wiped the sting, uh, stingy substance from my eyes and mouth and ran my hands through my hair. I'm guessing it was a bird. No. What was it? In my hand, some fragments of Fritos. The girl next to me threw up, up on me. Oh. It got all in my hair and, like, chunks. <laughs> that usually only happens. I, I don't see a lot of people throwing up at uh, theme parks. It only happens on the real bad fair rides. Yeah. The, uh, the like, the Gravitron. Oh, Does yeah. anybody remember that one? That's, yeah, the one that just... It's basically, like, looks like a little spaceship. And it spins around real fast, and you're stuck in it, and it snaps you, like, uh, right to the wall, and everybody tries to flip upside down and climb up the wall and everything. You know this And you're getting yelled be... at by the guy in the middle with the uh, with the metal uh, uh, construction hat on. You know Son this thing bitch. can't be safe either. No. I mean, they're just... You can feel it, like, cracking. Yeah, it's rattling the whole time. You're basically stuck in, like, a, a big uh, uh, popcorn maker. Are you afraid of wooden coasters? I know a lot of people are afraid to ride the wood ones because you can see them, like, You're move. Not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of wood, unlike you. Mm. All right, well, I guess this one, that's what I try and do. Are you done with the Pac Man yeah, Diaries? Done. Was that it? That was, was that the. Uh, no, it's fine. You got it's puked? Over. You got the puke and yeah, then I was you're done? Starting a new life. And then, you know, the first okay. thing immediately. Finish up your Fat Man, man. That's it. Want... That's it. No, that's done. Oh. That's how it ended. Well, great way to have an end to the story. Well, it did, man. She got, you know, sick on me. I was trying to start a new life. I was all happy, at least, until this point. Dio, you're in the hideout. Try. Crap. Dio's calling me a wine. <laughs> you seen that guy? That's just wrong. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. Ronald. Where the hell does that guy come from? With uh, his the music? depths of hell? Nah. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I'll have and J-Dubs hanging out with you. I just went on to uh, realradio.fm to the hideout portion. I'm looking at the pictures of uh, Bunny and Hormel. usually listen from 7 to 9. Tonight, 15 was the best I've ever heard out of all four shows. I damn near got a chubby just listening. 
and I'm a black man. Wow. So keep doing what you do. Uncle L from Sebring. Glad we could help, Uncle L. The Hideout, curing erectile dysfunction. Weeknights from 7 to 11 on Real Radio 104.1. Ah, uh, yes. Helping you out, J-Dubs, in yes. any way possible. Uh, so go to the hideout portion of realradio.fm to see those pictures. They are hot. and I, I don't know if we're going to have any more up or not, but uh, those ones those are, are definitely pretty good, yeah. Also, too, the audio is on the podcasting section, so they're wadcasting. Yes. So uh, if you didn't get to hear it, go out there. And uh, I know a lot of people online missed the last little bit of it, so you can catch that on the podcasting on uh, iTunes. So go check that out. Speaking of whores and whoremouth, uh, we have uh, some of the Britney audio from uh, tonight's Dateline. Nice, nice segue. And nice, thank you. I uh, I try to work every, everything into a nice little package. Um, oh. We're going to have the whole thing tomorrow. But You were driving with Sean on your lap, did it? I, clearly and it seems like that that driving incident was from like here was like five minutes away. Starbucks is like like right there. I can't go anywhere without someone judging me. You know, I did it with my dad. I'd sit in his lap and I drive. We're right. country. That's who, you know what I mean. Oh, but what not. happened though? We crossed from a pop on. I can't handle her. I really can't stand her. She uh she may have put out some uh, great poppy things, but as a person, she's an idiot. She's not hot anymore. The work country thing doesn't fly. Work country. I'm a little country. He's a little bit hip hop. That doesn't that doesn't keep you from, you know, the whole thing of not protecting your child. Yeah. Country people also care about the well being of their children. And you if you're saying we're country, that they're just basically saying we're stupid. Mm-hmm. And any country people, I'm sure, uh, take offense. You don't think she's attractive anymore? I still think she's got a she's, little bit of, of she, the Britney Spears. Of course, she's uh, still kind of cute and everything, but she's nowhere near the Britney Spears she was. She's got the mama boobs going on. She does, it. which I enjoy, but she has the mama gut, too. How, and, much, how much does she smoke? Can you listen, Can you hear like the deep bass that's starting to come out in her voice Oh, now? yeah. She's, uh, she's letting her body fall apart, and I can understand being under pressure and uh, living the life of uh, being in the public eye all the time. You chose it. Run with it, you know? Uh, don't be uh How about bitching. you run, period? Ew. Well, we'll get to that in a second. You'll you'll really hear. Nazi incident, too. Next day, it's in the newspapers, and you've got all these legitimate people weighing in, saying, you know what? That's dangerous. And she put her child at risk. You saw the questions that were being asked. Is Britney a bad mom? Mm-hmm. It's not like, did Britney record a bad song? Mm-hmm. Is Britney wearing? Take it back it. just a little bit. Yeah, pause it, rewind it, and then just really listen to her. Mm-hmm. Her. Mm-hmm. Um, she really. Ha- she really has nothing to say. She just agrees with anything Matt Lauer is thrown out at her. Like, did Britney record a bad song? Mm-hmm. Is Britney wearing a bad outfit? Is Britney in a bad marriage? Yeah. Is Britney <laughs> a bad? Yeah. Mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's America for you. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, but yeah. as a mother, that has to hit pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes you really strong. Make you weep? <laughs> oh, I've wept. Yeah. I've definitely wept just with the world, you know, how judgmental they are. But I know what kind of <laughs> Hold on. I've wept. I've definitely wept with the world. Like, uh, like her life is 9-11 to everybody. I mean, I cry and everybody else cries with me. 
She's think, a littering Indian. I think what she meant, by the way, it's a hideout world radio 104.1. This is the uh, Britney Dateline audio. I think what she meant was, I've wept because of the world. Yeah, but she completely messed it up. Go back and uh, start from there again. With the world, you know. Yeah, go back a little bit further. Oh, I've wept. Yeah, I've definitely wept just with the world, you know, how judgmental they are. But I know what kind of mom I am. What do you think it'll take to get the paparazzi to leave you alone? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Die. <laughs> Die. Wait, hold on. Go. She hasn't had an answer, really, for anything. Uh, I've wept, but I know I'm a good mom. She hasn't given out any examples of why she's a good mom, but uh, she cries and she knows she is. And here she starts to lose it. Yeah, because uh, the paparazzi has really gotten under this girl's skin. Well, here's the thing, though. the popper- We are going to watch this girl deteriorate. Yeah, and that, that, that's the whole thing. Uh, and that's the fun of it now. And, and by the way... She's let it happen, really. Take notice, hot chicks, okay? For those of you who are stuck up and you're going to want to be stuck up and you won't give certain guys the time of day... Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what we're going to do uh, with we're gonna, you. Yeah, we're just going to sit there, watch your life fall apart, and laugh. It's going to happen, and you have to realize. So enjoy it now uh, while you can be a stuck-up bitch. I because can't... it's not going to last forever. For Brittany, the wall has come infinitely sooner than we ever thought, and mm-hmm. we have K-Fed to thank for that. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's eating. <laughs> Is that one of your biggest wishes? I was an idiot. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hear the rapper in the background. It's okay. Comfort food. I would like for them to leave me alone. If you could talk to them as individuals, not as a group. I like how Matt Lauer's going for the jugular. I would just say that... You have babies at home, and you have. So, they can handle themselves. You have a life, and if you don't, you have to realize that we're people, and that we need to, we just need privacy, and we need our respect. And pause, pause, pause. You are not people. You are superstars. Yes, you've uh, chosen a life. You've chosen something to go into, and you go in there knowing the risks of becoming as big as you want to be. You go out whoring yourself um, on like MTV and stuff like that. You're not when the when uh, everything's working out for you with the popularity. You aren't bitching, but once something uh, you get the negative side of it, you are ready to start bawling. You don't get that when you go around with a video camera and selling your crappy home movies <laughs> to the UPN. Yeah, you you say your life is an open book to everybody with your stupid show. But once uh, people are actually finding out what you really like and what your husband's really like. And by like, the way, wasn't she doing that when she was pregnant? Yeah. Wasn't she pregnant and talking about how great pregnant sex is mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff yeah. on that stupid reality show that she had? Yeah, she went through all of it. It was like uh, from uh, the time they met and started hanging out and how good the sex is. How stupid these celebrities are of, you know. And it's eventually, trust me, and this is going to be the worst day in her life. 
I guarantee you, when people no longer care. Yeah, and she should be lucky that anybody cares right now because she hasn't done anything worth caring about in a while. Oh, it will happen. And uh, then she'll be begging the paparazzi to be coming around shooting photos of her because right now you are uh, your news for some reason. And uh, here's another thing. Playboy wouldn't even want you right now. No. You are... Well, I don't know I, about no. that. There's no way that I would want to see her in the condition she is right now. She can right make now. it on a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure with uh, some of the uh, discipline things they do in that thing, uh, they'd, she'd be right up there. Uh, no, it's penthouse. That, oh, trust me, Hustler, I'm sure does it too. Yeah. But you know that's going to go on, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, no one's going to care, K-Fed's going to leave you, he's going to go spread his seed to the next pop star. <laughs> yeah, whoever will take him, because he, is, is. Uh, he is a breeder. Christina Milian, <laughs> or whoever it is. And, uh, I don't know, I, they, I, she says that they're still together doing fine, but... There's no way. Nick and Jessica said that too. Yeah, like, they. Oh yeah, they were swearing up and down, and uh, it usually happens where they say we're doing fine. About a year later, everything comes out and they are broke up, and I, it's going to happen with uh, with Tom and uh, Katie, and it's going to happen with uh, Brittany and K Fed. Babies at home, and you have <laughs> you have a life, and if you don't, you have to realize that we're people. And that we need, we just need privacy, and we need our respect, and and those are things that you have to have as a human being. <laughs> she got the second part of that. <laughs> being a human. What's another word? Being. I think she was just looking for food. Red beans, <laughs> rice. I can't wait till she starts. Green bean. Bean can't... pie. I can't wait till she starts the drug phase. That's Jelly what I'm bean. looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Doing the meth and the well, coke. I, I, Ooh, she'll I be think, skinny, though. Yeah, that's true, too. She'll have a meth tooth, but she'll... Uh, <laughs> mm, link. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you are such a, you're such a jerk. I knew it. 407 star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Bill in the 407, what do you got, Bill? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yo. Uh, I couldn't care less about her now, but I think five more pounds of neck fat and the rest of the world won't care either, and she'll be the white trash she really is. So you, you think five more pounds will do it because she's already chunky. And, well, five uh, more pounds of neck fat. Okay, right around the neck. If you, if she can put five pounds around the neck area, no one will care about I it. I don't know if there's enough room for that now. Yeah, really, she it's, is not looking good. If you saw any of this, or maybe you can go on msm.com uh, or something like that, it's really painful already how big the cheeks are, mm-hmm. how puffy the face is. And I know she's pregnant, but... And, and that, uh, was, that was happening... You know, after she was pregnant, she was beefing back up even before uh, she got pregnant again. So, I don't know. I just don't... It, it, she didn't take the time to uh, take off the weight of the first child, and now she's going to be packing on another one. It doesn't look good for her. I love it. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. I do love it. How many How many kids is this for um, Third Stash, K-Fed? Uh, was this the fourth? Yeah, I believe this is four. Because <laughs> she had, uh, he had two with that uh, lady before, and now two more. And, and if he leaves her, he gets half the money, right? Cause yeah, because they didn't sign a prenup. That, this is the greatest story ever. This is this is white trash. This is dirt stash. This is uh, just uh, hillbilly at its finest. This is the Beverly Hillbillies. Some they have a bunch of money, but they have no sense. Not Which one, one does little that bit. make her? Who's the uh, who was the hot Beverly Hillbilly? Not her. 
Ellie Mae? Yeah, Ellie Mae. She'd be more like the grandma. <laughs> Just riding the uh, the the chair on top of the truck. Uh, no, the baby's up there, apparently. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, 407, 916, 1041-888-978-1041, star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Last break, we just played uh, some of the Britney audio from Dateline uh, earlier tonight, and uh, we'll have the complete Dateline report tomorrow night on uh, the show, so uh, make sure you tune in for that, 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. Uh, Hefe, we like to take a lot of uh, pleasure in uh, people's misery. One of them being Britney Spears, the other one being Ben Roethlisberger. And now they are claiming that Ben Roethlisberger is the latest uh, victim of the Chunky Soup Curse. Chunks, have you ever heard of the Chunky Soup Curse? Yeah, the uh, Chunky Soup Curse, kind of like like the Madden Curse, I guess. Yeah. Like if you're featured in one of the commercials, your career goes dead or you get severely it, injured. It'll affect you for that season or however long you're doing the uh, Chunky Soup commercial. And uh, also with the Madden, if you're on the cover of Madden that month uh, or that year, you'll be uh, cursed for that year. Oh, so oh I got gotcha. you. That tends to be the, uh, the normal thing with the Madden or Chunky Soup. And... I I tend not to believe in curses a lot of times, but these ones seem to pan out more times than not. I can't think of the last time the Madden curse hasn't come true. I forgot who was in the cover last year. Was it, it last year? Was uh, was it Donovan? It was. Yeah, it was, it was McNabb. Wasn't it? And McNabb went down yeah. with the uh, with the uh, uh, sports hernia. And and sure enough, it's always within the first couple of games. It's mm-hmm. not like it waits out like there's a chance. It's always almost indefinite. The year before was Ray Lewis, and uh, he just was it Ray Lewis. Yeah, it was Ray Lewis. Oh no, it was Vic. The, oh yeah, Vic it was the year before, and uh, he he didn't have the best year. All right, uh, what name do you want to go by? What are you doing that? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, Jesus. Uh, it was Vic who didn't do well that year, and Ray Lewis who uh, ended up going down the year before. That's right. It, it tends to uh, work out where that one uh, is pretty consistent. It, it may not be uh, the same thing every year, but something bad happens to these people every year. I don't know if they're looking for something bad to happen to them or if uh, it actually is a curse, but the Chunky Soup curse tends to be the one that Roethlisberger is uh, a victim of now. You think maybe hopefully he can be on the cover of Madden this year too? <laughs> uh, I wish they are Super Bowl champions, aren't they? Uh, who uh, this year on the co- on the cover of Madden is uh, Seahawks running back? Um, oh, Alexander, uh, Sean Alexander. So bye bye. Don't pick him in your draft. Mm-hmm. You already have it reserved. Uh, the new Madden that is Dubs. Uh, no, not yet. I gotta go do that. That's something I usually run out and do the first week. You're allowed to do it, but I haven't done it yet. I have to go also get the PS3 oh, reserved. Yeah. What is it about sports, though, and curses? None of that means anything. Well, I, yeah, I mean, the, uh, it's just, it after, honestly After is, the Red Sox won, a lot of people stopped believing in curses. It's just, it. these are just nothing but, you know, coincidences. That's all it is. Well, there's the Billy Goat curse, who I really believe in. No, there's no Billy Goat curse. The problem is the Cubs management. That's what Cubs management wants to put yes. out there. Yes, it is the Cubs management. It's the Cubs management that didn't let that Billy Goat... Uh, come into the uh, stadium with the guy after years of him bringing them in. Okay, no, they're it's racist. more the fact that they're going to make their money because Wrigley sells out day games, so they're going to make money whether they have a winner or a loser. It doesn't matter. That's the curse, is the fact that people support that team regardless. That's all it is. 
I tend to think uh, billy goats. I th- I go more of the uh, the sensible route and say billy goats are the reason why. Well, That's so- just me though. Do you believe in any curses, Pepe? I don't believe in curses. None. Period. No, there's no reason to. It doesn't make any sense. Here's what I do believe in: athletes tightening up, and. What I mean is you have Cubs players, and when you look back at even the Billy Goat curse and you look at what happened with uh, Steve Bartman mm-hmm. um, interfering with Moises Alou in that foul ball, Moises Alou obviously in the back of his mind believed in that curse because as soon as he was uh, interfered with, he went he went ape crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he was he was waiting for something to go wrong there. The whole, and, uh, the whole know, team was, and that's the thing about curses. And uh, it's not like they were going to win that game uh, if he caught that ball. They were still uh, doing an uphill battle that whole time. No, They're, I don't think so. I think that was the beginning of the unraveling, if I if I recall correctly. No, that I think that no, was I, uh, they were going to go down big time. And uh, no, they weren't. They were on the verge. They were actually doing really well, and that's why it was such a big deal. Because if they had caught that out, I think that was going to be the third out. They got out of a tough inning, and they had gone up uh, still batting, and that gave the uh, the batter another chance. We got Greg in the 954. Uh, what do you got, Greg? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yep. Love the show. Thank you. I had a comment about the uh, Madden curse. Okay. It's not just the Madden cover, it's the whole EA curse. If you guys remember a couple years ago, mm. Roy Jones Jr. was on the cover of Fight Nights. That's He got knocked oh. out. Well, mm. I'll have to disagree a little bit because Dwayne uh, Wade's on the cover of this year's, uh, well, hey, and he's doing very well right now. It's not over. Let's no, hope but... he blows out a knee. <laughs> I'm, because... not gonna hope, I'm not going to hope he blows out a knee. No, I I'll am... hope he comes out with like some very uh, rough illness for two weeks. Uh, Ebola. Because right now he's unstoppable. And I think somebody put a Billy Goat in the Mavericks uh, locker room. Well, if they would let the Billy Goat be there, they would be winning right now. That's the whole problem. It doesn't take enough. That Alonzo the, Morning, you hack the whiskey. Nowinski looks down like with, a Billy Goat. I hope your Billy kidneys goat. fail. <laughs> Jesus. Though he is a bastard. Who? Alonzo Morning. Yeah. What, hope how the kidneys old is fail. That guy? Yeah. I had a I had a uh, morning uh, jersey in middle school. Yeah, Why is he, he played, still playing? When he played for Charlotte. Yeah. I think he started at what ninety two. I think it was his first year. Tony in eight sixty three. What do you got? Hey, uh, talking back about the Cubs game. Mm-hmm. I I think they were actually up by one, or yes. they were tied, and then that home run actually ended up making the other team go over and beating them. Yeah, I know they, they were. But off. there's two innings left still. Yeah, there were two. Still, man, that that really killed there, your whole mood right there. You're like, you know, you have the game, and then boom, the curse comes out of nowhere. Because Dubs, I know you haven't played a lot of sports, sports. Like, I don't know about wrestling. I don't think you guys get too. You may get superstitious, but it's nothing. Well, you, you there's go, not. You go through uh, different motions before every match and everything. There is a certain uh, thing of you know doing certain stuff before. I mean, I mean, I'll plead a little ignorance when it comes to wrestling, but it doesn't seem like it's something where there's a lot of momentum. You know what I mean? But especially what happens is these guys, the, that a curse like that or something like that with the Steve Bartman thing, it ends up like changing momentum and ends up getting you very, very it gets tight. In, it gets in your kitchen. Exactly. And then, and then it's in the back of your mind. All of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I hope they don't hit the ball to me. I don't want to be the guy that boots it. I don't want to be the next Bill Buckner who yeah, still can't walk around Boston. No, he'll get, uh, he'll get uh, trash thrown at him. Really, Even though they won a championship since. It really gets in their heads. I mean, they're professionals, shouldn't no. they? No, 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 Dude, no, no, no. That, it, they, they, they've gone their whole life with, uh, you know, thinking there's a reason why they've hit this ball or they've done so well in their life and they don't want to uh, ruin the flow. No, it's absolutely true. Plus then, even on that professional level, 
you have like the whole weight of a city. Now here are the people who it doesn't get to. Um, people like Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. That's honestly one of the people that he's so stupid that he doesn't have time to think about you know curses and stuff like that. He's just uh, trying to you know remember what the play is. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and that's one of the big things. There, you know, some guys have shooter shooters amnesia. They'll never worry about the last shot that they've missed. Uh, you know, and just various things like that. So it's you know, going back to Ben Roethlisberger real quick. Uh, I believe that he uh, they they did a callback on him to uh, come back and redo the Chunky Soup commercial in his current state. And uh, let's go to break. Uh, go to that first. Ben Roethlisberger, Chunky Soup, testimonial, take one. Hi, I'm Ben Roethlisberger, uh, to here to tell you about Chunky Soup. Chunky Soup is delicious, meaty, and chunky. Uh, all right, uh, Ben, let's hold on a second. Huh? You may not want to stress the meaty. Huh? Uh, you know you can't really chew. Maybe go more with, like, the broth. Um, maybe that angle a little bit. All right, here we go. Ben Roethlisberger, Chunky Soup. Testimonial take two. Hi, I'm Ben Roethlisberger, and even though my jaw doesn't work right now, I can still shake chunky soup with a straw. Okay, that didn't really sound uh, appetizing. Let's um, I maybe talk about how you can put it in a blender, and maybe you could just mix it up in a blender. All right. Ben, uh. ben Roethlisberger, chunky soup testimonial take three. Hi, I'm Ben Roethlisberger. I like chunky soup, and the best way to prepare it is in a blender. Chunky soup. Uh, 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 you vegetable. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, 1041 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Last night on the Hideout, we had a little lesbianism going on, and uh, there was some... Um, Drama or just uh, some odd stuff that happened afterwards. We're going to talk to uh, Bunny, one of the girls who was taking place in the uh, the lesbianism, uh, about that in a few minutes. But first, let's talk to By Sarah. Way, photos of that on the hideout page on realradio.fm. Let's talk great. to Sarah. Sarah in the 407. What do you got, Sarah? How are you? What's up? We're going to need some help from your male listeners. Okay. Okay. Us girls want to know. There's a girl. Us girls. Yeah. You want to know. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. These days, what do men prefer? Do they prefer a one-night stand or do they prefer a girl that makes them wait? And does the girl that gives up, give it up on a one-night stand, does she stand a chance in hell on having a relationship? And do they prefer real or fake breasts? All right, let's deal with one question at a time. What kind of girl are you? What uh, what, what are you normally doing? I'm, I'm the good girl. You're, you're the one that makes them wait? Yes, Absolutely. And why uh, why are you worrying about it then? I just I'm curious. I you know it's a very uh, I think I want to hear the answers from what the male listeners think. All right. Well, here's what I think. I mean, if you're if you're being legit here, I think most guys when they're looking for a chick don't want her to give it up on the first night. But if you are if you're at the bar and uh, hanging out with a guy, usually they want it that night. I mean, uh, if you meet a guy in a in a way that uh, he's looking for a relationship. Maybe you want to hold out. But if you're in a bar and everything, just give it up that night. Don't mess with the no. hand action. Just go the whole way. Yeah. 
No, I mean, but you got. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, if you're a girl going to the bar to meet some dude, it's a bad idea anyway. Yeah, because that, guy, that guy's not looking for the long relationship. He's looking for the hookup that night. And I'm just saying, oh. if you, if that's where you're looking for the love at, you might as well just you know get what you know. You're going to get right, out of so it. The, gr- the good girls in the bars don't stand a chance is what you're saying. No, but good girls hardly ever go to bars anyway to do anything. I mean, a good girl will go to the bar, dance. Yeah, hang out with their friends. You but... know, and a good girl will hardly give out her number at the bar, too. It rarely happens. Are we right with that, or are, uh, is there conflicting? I don't know. I, it's a very debatable situation for me. That's why I figured I'd call you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, because when I'm... I know I... Me personally, but I guess I have a, you know, a more conservative approach to it. I want to get to know a girl before oh, no. I actually hit it. Not me. I'd rather know as little about her as possible. But you're not interested in a relationship. She's asking, if you want a relationship, do you want it immediately? You know, so basically a good girl like me would think I, if a well, guy at the bar is giving it up the first night with me. I think, I think you being a good yeah. girl is debatable, too. Uh, but here's the thing. Are, are you in a long-standing relationship? Excuse me? Are you in a long-standing relationship right now? Yes. Okay. How long did it take the dude to get into the pants? Eight months. Eight. That's way too long. Well, hold Eight on. months. <laughs> Let's, uh, what was your age, though? How old were you? Um, 19. Eight months is still way too long for 19. I say uh, three to four months is the longest he you should He still is me after 15 years. <laughs> well, he's an idiot. But I have people who definitely want to know the answers to that, so that's why I asked. And, uh, the longest, know, the so longest. If men like real breasts are fake, I'm done. I'm dying to know. It doesn't matter, to us. Really? It, a lot of people will say they're like natural or fake. If it's a decent fake job, no one cares. We just don't if want them ugly. All, yeah, if it's all scarred up, yeah. If it's looking like you know, like uh, some. Body parts just thrown on top of you. Yeah, we aren't going to be into it. But yeah, if, it looks uh, if it's like, a decent job, if it looks like the meat that's going on sale, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, there's just little spotty areas to it where it looks like it's already been cooked. Yeah, we aren't going to be into it. But uh, oh, I agree with that. Real or fake really isn't even a question anymore. Cool. No, no guess. Right, guy. Are you? What about you're yours? Right. Are yours you're real? Back. Are you your, I'm real? Real? Yeah, maybe you think of an upgrade, okay? <laughs> Bye. Bye. See it. I like answering questions. I think we uh we got those right on the head. Doctor Dubs. Mm-hmm. We had Doctor Debbie and Doctor Dubs. Which I think I tell her a few things too. Right. What? I, I, I again. I, if you're looking, a guy will rarely. She's right though. Guys will rarely get into a relationship with a chick who uh, hits it on the first night. Now I'm not. I'm saying the majority. Yeah. Because they've already gotten what they wanted. I don't think you make a dude wait eight months. I think maybe once you've gotten out of that whole high school thing. Once the kissing stops being cool, you know, that's when you move on, which usually takes two weeks. Two I mean, weeks, and then you're done. I think for the majority of guys, though, two to three months is as long as they'll wait. Yeah, if you're going over three months, they're going to start looking elsewhere. But here's what it is, too. Like, it depends on how far you're willing to go, ladies. Because if, you know, if you're still pleasuring him and making sure that he's getting his, he'll put up, he will put up with it for two or three months. Curiosity, yeah, two to three months. But curiosity of what's going on further than that will uh, make him go out and stray after four months max oh well don't be uh any under dissolute you know any under mistakes or anything yeah he's already looking of course he's all I, this is one question that you guys you should have uh answered for you every guy is looking for the upgrade 
We want to know what what the uh, 2007 model has to offer. That's so true. Yeah, they, they maybe the AC isn't working this one as well as it was at one point. But you got to know the girls are doing the same thing. Of course. Maybe the windshield wipers aren't keeping everything, uh, you know, off the windshield as it once was. You know, you're get, you're getting a little spotty. You're a pink you, monster. Yeah, you're uh, you're rusting out a little bit. Oil's drying up. Mm-hmm. Clogging up the engine. Yeah, you just uh, just always making noise, telling you to do things. So we always are looking for the upgrade, and uh, just so you know, make sure you keep a, a a good maintenance schedule, and you'll probably be able to keep your guy. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Wrapping it up here on a Thursday night. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, 1041 and 888-978-1041. Last night was epic. Last night was a lot of fun. We had uh, uh, our old uh, intern PJ up here with his girlfriend, Whoremouth, who uh, we named that way because well, she has a horse mouth, and we had to dump out of her a bunch of times because of her vulgar language. Um, but they did uh, tell us that they wanted to get some kind of three-way action going on in their relationship, so we threw it out on the air. And uh, Bunny, uh, Heretic's uh, girlfriend, called up, and said that she is interested, so she came up on the show last night. And it looked like everything was going really well. They made out. The pictures are so hot. They're on RealRadio.fm. Two incredibly... They got topless. Sexual chicks. You can see the photos on the website. And everything looked good for some sort of a swing action, or at least a little girl-on-girl action for ex-intern PJ, Mm -hmm. who's down here visiting. And it looked really good. So we're all wrapped up. Show's over. We went bonus coverage of the hideout, the extra 15 minutes live. Mm-hmm. And I guess Bunny and her boyfriend, Heretic Mike, like slipped out the back door and left without PJ and Whoremouth getting to hook up with them a little bit later on. Yes, it, it was uh, very odd, and uh, we didn't really know exactly what happened because there was no explanation left. By the way, you can hear it all on the podcasts. Uh, it's under the Wadcast category of the uh, hideout. You can go to realradio.fm hideout page to get that or on iTunes. If you already mm-hmm. subscribed, look for that. We have Bunny on the line right now. Bunny was uh, the girl who uh, sneaked out last night, and uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Bunny. Hi, how are you guys? How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm sure you are. You were so into it last night with Whoremouth. Why did you and Heretic Mike leave? Were you just into kissing the girl and leaving? You didn't want the after party or what? I want a blonde with big boobs, and I always said if I did a girl, it would be a blonde, and uh, she wasn't hot enough. Oh, she wasn't hot enough. She wasn't hot she, enough. She, she wasn't just uh, not your type. She just wasn't hot enough for you. No, because I would do a brunette if she was hot enough. Oh, uh, <laughs> damn. Wow. You so you you guys just jetted on <laughs> Yeah, I, it was funny because they had all these plans. Now, here's the thing about Whoremouth. She she has a great body, I think. Mm-hmm. She could probably stand to lose ten. Yeah. But what girl couldn't? Although Bunny probably doesn't need to lose any weight at all. No, that oh, ass. Oh, thank you. Then you got a great perfect. face, great hair, great ass. Um, great ass. I could say a little bit. Whoremouth has a little bit of a blossom face, um, like that. Ouch! What with the nose? Damn, man! I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but she has a great body. She, I think, I think you she was very it. cute. 
You guys got to bring me to the radio station to find me a blonde with big boobs. All right, look, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a mask. Uh, uh, here's the thing, Bunny. We can make that happen if you and Heretic Mike want to come back up one night. Yeah, we can We can just do a whole it's casting on call. any night. Any night. I've already kissed a girl. Now, now I'm interested. I want to know You, you got happen. a little taste of it, and now you're yeah, just... Yeah, I got uh, a taste, and that's it. <laughs> wow. Right, so what, I'm loving this girl. Yeah, I, she's fantastic. Bunny <laughs> is great. Now, Bunny, I love look, that giggle, too. Usually that giggle would annoy the hell out of me, but right now I got a chub. Now let me yep. let me ask you about this uh, whore mouth. I'm sorry, this whore mouth is obviously out of the question. Yeah, right. whore mouth, no. All right, but for Bunny, you want a, a tall blonde, short blonde, just any blonde with big boobs? She's got to be taller than me. And and you're about five, five three. So that's not hard to be. Yeah, you're pretty short, so that's not a bad thing. And let me ask you: Would you be willing? You're gonna. You uh, we can't get too graphic. The only you, thing we couldn't get her is oh, uh, yes. the mini kiss yes, girl. I'm, I'm that willing. girl's out of the question. But you'd go all the way. Yes. Okay, are, now are you looking for someone for uh, the guy to get with, too? No, Michael can't. Michael's not allowed to put it in her. Uh, you can't say, you can't can say, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, he's not, that. he's, yeah, you can't say that. Let us, uh, he's not allowed to do anything. Um, to uh, her, but she can do something to him. Okay, right, fair enough. That's, that's perfect. Well, right. Ironically, that's still what we had to dump out of, but whatever. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Think about it. Uh, 407-916-1041, Well, we will take email inquiries and see if we can set up something. You know what we ought to do? I want to meet him first. Uh, I got to see him course. first. Of course. Of no, course. We aren't going to just send you over to someone's house. Here's what I'd like to do, Bunny. Maybe tomorrow night, if you guys aren't busy, we'll have you come up. We'll get you up here a little bit early. Well, and we'll have her cut like a commercial, like a little ad uh-huh. of what okay. exactly she's looking for. And then we can put your photo up on the website. We can you know, direct you also to probably virtualpursuit.com and do that, too. But we'll do that here in the hideout tonight, all right? Um, or tomorrow. Does that whenever. sound good to you? So you'll be, out, you'll be uh, up for tomorrow? I'm down for tomorrow. I'm sure uh, you are. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, then. All right, uh, let me put you on hold, and we'll set something up with you for tomorrow, what time you're going to come in, all right? Okay. Yeah, she, she was incredibly sexy. You can see the photos of her ladies if you're interested. Yeah. Because here's the thing that you'll have a lot of time with girls who want to experiment like this. They're kind of like Bunny where they they have to be really, really hot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you're going to do it. Yeah, it, well, especially the first time. If I'm going to do it and I, I want to make sure I like it because, you know. It, yeah, it, you would take like a toe for grace. I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. But, if, I'm not going to go with some uh, schlub. If I'm going gay, I'm going all the way. But <laughs> with uh, like with that. Bunny, we got to get the photo up, and we'll put a, like maybe a little audio ad, mm-hmm. and then we will help her find, you know, a tall blonde with big boobs. Because this Bunny, uh, if she had bigger boobs, she has nice ones. But if she had bigger boobs, she'd be a ten. Yeah, they were, they were uh, would big give... A's. You know, they weren't. Uh, I think the, I don't think they were B's, but they were nice. Yeah, I would give her a nine, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that she's not quite in proportion. But then again, too, the like, ass is her just... face, her ass, her tummy, her hair—it's all and her personality. She's like a nine point seven. Yeah. If, if she had... Just She's enough to break, uh, break a San bit, Francisco out in the ocean right there. A little bit more of a B cup. If she <laughs> could just get a little bit more of a B cup, then she would be on top of it. All right, Darren on the 407, what do you got, bro? Hey, 
Hey, I got the perfect girl for that. Who is it? Next time you guys do a show, get Tiffany involved in that. Oh, you think Tiffany would be into it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that she'd be into it, but she is exactly what Bunny's looking yeah, for. Yeah, she's looking for uh, a Tiffany. Definitely. Maybe, maybe we just ask. Maybe we'll just call Tiffany and see what happens. Why not? I mean, it's worth a try. Ooh, you know, there's always Autumn the Bottom. Mm-hmm. A few of the ladies from Mako's. Uh, only we had discovered Bunny like ten days earlier. Yeah, we could have had her up at Mako's. And oh, it would have been perfect. It really would, but you know, whatever. It is uh, without a doubt our chance to uh, to make some love happen. I see it happening. I see something uh, really big, and us being uh, able to watch. I'm hoping. I'm hoping a video or something. I know Bunny'd be into us watching. I don't think we'd have a problem with that at all. Oh, man, it's so good. I, I'm telling you, you got to check this chick out on RealRadio.fm. I say uh, we we uh, get a new video going. You know, we have the Bicurious VJ one. Why don't we do a, uh, just the porn? Well, from what I understand, that is going to be a bonus segment on... Ooh, a uh, Easter egg in there. Yeah, on the Bicurious BJ um, movie, Behind the Bicurious, the documentary. Perfect. There's a... Oh, and uh, that... That opening that Sop has for our uh, the uh, documentary is looking good. Right, and so we, we, it looks like we're going to have a really big thing going on with the uh, be, behind the bicarious. All right, tomorrow night's show, we have the open door policy, J-Dubs, from 10 to 11, where you can mm. come up and hang out on the hideout. Also, too, we're going to do the thing of the designer babies, and we're going to have our parents. Uh, fathers. Gonna, um, fathers, because it's, it's Father's, father's Day. Day. We will call our fathers and ask them what it is exactly that they would change about us. Also, there's the uh, the story of uh, the teacher who got in trouble for having the the uh, kids write where they think their other students would be in 20 years, and then so, reading it aloud because that's yeah. the big thing. Now, in high school, you can hurt feelings. We have each drawn a, a member of the hideout. Mine mm-hmm. was C Lane. Napier's got to write his about Bateman. I got to write mine about uh, Matt Albert. And we've all said some pretty nasty things about each other. Mm-hmm. So I, it's really gonna. Have to Go to another level. Who got me again? Matt Albert. So we're just going back and forth with us. I yeah. thought Tommy got you. No. Tommy I, got... Uh, I got you. Yeah, uh, Chunks. So this should be a lot of fun tomorrow. I can't wait. How's your team doing over there? Uh, eh, We're down by 11. Ain't no thing. Playing like ass. Can't hit a shot. Still plenty of time. So uh, why don't you get head out? Whatever. Go over. watch that game. It's over. And have Whatever. fun. Please. Wake up with the Monsters of the Morning, Sham Burke Show. Uh, Phillips Slot in the afternoon. And then we are back. The hideout with the open door policy at 10 to 11, uh, 10 uh, till 11 tomorrow night. Be somebody. Always talk good. And have fun. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. I wish I know how to quit you. He's so gay.
he's smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard. Kick him to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. Five thousand. Aye, five thousand.